Jackpot, baby. Raiders Fan Radio. Oakland, L.A., Oakland, Vegas, Raider Nation, wherever, forever. You got your old Uncle Mosh and Raiders Fan Radio from Murph's Man Cave, taking a lighter journey into the dark side. Sit back, put your feet up, pop a top, and enjoy the ride. Here we go! We miss you, we love you, and we'll see you in the Hall of Fame. When you have great coaches, then after you have great coaches, you get great players, you have a great organization, and you tell them one thing, just win, baby. Way up the middle, intercepted to the piano. Football, and I think Oakland victory. The Oakland Raiders have scored on the most famous, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Well, I love this team. I think this team can win. I think this team can win. You are listening live to Raiders Fan Radio, hosted by Murph. Uncle Mosh and Swag Jeff. Take it away, guys. Why? Thank you, Brent Mossberger. What is up, Raider Nation? Your old buddy Murph back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of Raiders Fan Radio, episode number 258 of Raiders Fan Radio, coming to you live from Murph's Fan Cave, or uh, what Lil Murph likes to call uh, the bonus room. Uh, So we appreciate all of those of you that are joining us live tonight on the YouTubes. Uh, So many of our good friends are in there tonight. William Holcomb, Ron the Raider Raider, Paul Edgerton, Tyrone Graves, Raider Rue, Michelle Sweat, uh, William Holcomb. Uh, let's see who else is in there. Lencho is in there. Uh, appreciate so many of our of our good friends. Ray Love is in there. Uh, so many of our good folks. Chronicles of the Black Hole. Daniel B. Al. Uh, tons of folks in there ready to talk some Raiders football, and uh, which we are fresh off the Raiders being undefeated in the preseason. Let's go. Let's go. We'll take that first time in, in team history. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna jump into plenty of Raiders talk tonight. But before we get to that, we're gonna do. We're going to do some respect slash intros here at the top of the show. Uh, actually, what I'm going to do first, though, before I even get to that, I've got to welcome in the second man in the booth. we got we got three folks in the booth tonight. Welcome in the second man in the booth. Let's welcome to the show my best friend and yours from the Western Annex of the Southern Annex. He is Swag Jeff. Well, yeah. Oh. Hi, Marsh. No Swaggy tonight. Where's Swaggo? He's gone. And I just want to know this. Who is that over there? Hi, son. Hey. <laughs> Please welcome to the show the third man in the booth, my son Tristan, home from serving over there uh, in, in Rota, Spain. He is, uh, he is home uh, visiting on leave for a couple of weeks. We appreciate you and your service and everything yeah, we do. You, what you do when you, when you go to work every day. And I'd uh, love to have you back here in the fan cave, son. Well, it's great to be here. Thank you for the nice warm introduction. CBs can do, buddy. Yeah, they oh, yeah. do. Let's go, man. Hey, give me, give me, give me a hug. Oh, of course, of course. It's so good to see you. So good to, so see, you good to see you. No, don't ever get in my chair. Oh. Ever get. Oh. Ever get. <laughs> ever get in my chair again. Ever. Yes. Then get out of here. Unscathed. <laughs> Hi, Mosh. I love that kid. <laughs> he 
Yeah, you do. <laughs> We're pretty clear about that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Holy cow. Hey, Tristan, come back here for a second. Get over here. I love him with everything that I am. Oh, my gosh. Well, he's your, he's your namesake. <laughs> he here, is. snatch my chair for a second, pal. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Give it a, okay, yeah, get in the chair. I got a couple questions for you, son. All right. Oh my gosh! After the, how did it feel to be home and get beat by Uncle Mosh within the first day you're home? Felt like I was home again. <laughs> Welcome to my life. <laughs> so we said, Tristan. Now this is how we're gonna do this. Have you ever been hit by a pan before? And he goes, Uncle Mark, really? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I you've, grew you've up hit, being you've hit, hit by, that hit that by pan. pans. <laughs> <laughs> so you're ho- you're you're fresh home from the Navy. Uh, you're going back to the Navy, of course, um, still active duty. So uh, did you get a chance while you were deployed or otherwise, did you get a chance to watch any sports? Did you get a chance to see any Raider games? So uh, the week I got back, um, spending that week working on my truck with my buddy, and then afterwards we'd go out to eat and, you know, eat and watch the game. Oh, nice. So yeah. did you get a chance? What was the last one you saw? It was the um, the Patriots-Raiders game. Oh, okay. The, that was last the one Friday. I was at. That was last this last week? Yeah. Okay, great. So did you enjoy watching the game? Well, we were at Twin Peaks, so there wasn't much watching the game. <laughs> I just, I looked, and I was like, they're winning. It's all right. <laughs> and, and so were you, bro. Oh, so yeah. Were you. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, good. Well, glad to have you back home, son. We love you so much. Amen. We're so proud of you, and, uh, and much respect to you. And you're going to uh, maybe come back and help us with some emails and stuff later, right? For sure. All right, son. Love you. I love you, too. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Just give it up for the boys. All right, and then over here we got the third man in the booth tonight, official. <laughs> he is my best friend and yours, and yeah, didn't catch a beating from Uncle Mosh. Uh, how is it, Swag Jeff? What's going on, bud? Oh my gosh, my gosh, it's so good to be here, and and you know, and I got to watch a little bit of the chat that was going through, and there's already some donations. Oh, there's already we some donations. So, uh, so Uncle Mosh, right there, if you'll reach behind you, yes, right sir. there, and uh, grab. So, so without further ado, uh, we're getting into it, man. The summer of swag is rolling on. And we have a... Ready? Oh, nice. There you go. Oh, oh the Devontae the, Adams the signed, signed Devontae jersey, Adams jersey. Uh, with the Beckett Certificate of Authenticity. It is here. It is ready. And we already have some donations that are flying in. I got to scroll back up. Uh, but I see Tyrone Graves made a donation, and so did Kill Jadis. So each one of you guys get a poker chip tonight. But, hey, every $10 donation tonight gets you one poker chip into the running to win this signed Devontae Adams jersey. And we're doing it big for the One Nation Foundation tonight. Yes, you know, we, we had another $1,000 night uh, last Amazing. week on Tuesday. That's an unbelievable thing. We, we've had a $1,200 night, a $1,000 night, a $1,500 night, and we're hoping maybe we can, you know, let, let, let's keep that rolling. Let's keep the momentum going. Let's do it big for the One Nation Foundation and get your hands on an awesome piece of swag like that. And then also for a couple secondary winners, we'll send you some t-shirts and, and all that stuff. Yeah, too, our so. T-Public folks are sending us now, so anytime that we get uh, secondary winners, they're going to you give us your information and T-Public will send you the stuff directly. Big it time. used to be, we had to order the shirts and then send them to you from now on man they just send it to you direct and so we appreciate our, our good folks at t public and uh, all the amazing advertising opportunities that we have uh coming up we've got some more coming up with a drizzly 
We're going to be doing some ad reads with the Drizzly folks. Oh, well, yeah. hey, and you know what? And if you flip it to my camera, yeah, we might have a sponsorship coming soon. I'm not going to tease anything too much, but uh, but if you look up here at the top of the dome right there, you know, yeah, yeah we might have a little something yeah, in the works yeah, right here. Sum, so. sum, a little something. Yeah, sum. a little something. Yeah, a little something you might be able to order from your old Drizzly. Hey, 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 uh, come on that. with it. Hey, that's a, that's what we're called. Like, it's, uh, what do you call that? Bringing it together. We're, um, we're uh, what are we doing, what, Jeff? You're, uh, you're hitting the post. Yeah, well... <laughs> I don't know. You yelled at me for not knowing what that was a couple weeks ago. Something about bringing the brands together. It's it's. uh, What am I trying to say, Mark? You're uh, you're getting the cohesive unit working. Speaking of cohesive units, let's formally welcome to the show the one and only Uncle Mosh. What's yeah. going on? Man, I got my, my camera here, my, uh, my uh, whatchamacallit here, it ain't working. <laughs> Maybe Tristan, if I, if I ask him real nice, he'll come over and fix my computer. I don't but, think he's going to uh, do a damn thing for you. You just beat his ass. If he, unless he wants another one, then he'll bring his young ass over here. Well, I'll let him speak. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna give him an ass beating because I'm a smart ass. You know, the only reason he got whipped is because Kathy has put me on a 100% hiatus from fighting with you. Oh, so you, so you found a loophole. <laughs> so I found a loophole. Somebody still Somebody got the Somebody's gonna pan. catch a beating. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. No, it was great. It was great. I guess you guys, I got a picture of you guys at lunch today. Yeah, we yeah, had lunch yeah, at, yeah. Uh, so at, I, at at, you got a, you had lunch, and uh, I got a picture from Dominico's, and uh, I was working, and all of a sudden, this, my phone pops up, and there's this picture of you two guys eating lunch, and I'm like, right on, right on. I didn't know he was coming home so early, but that's that's we'll take him. So <laughs> that's a good thing. So the last time Tristan ate at Dominico's was Dominico's in Alameda, and so then and then now here we had Dominico's uh, in uh, here in Tennessee, and we are also speaking of Dominico's. Join us next week. Uh, same time as always, but we're going to be doing a live remote from said Domenico's, uh, and it's, it's going to be great. We're testing out our new mobile setup because we're going to have our live remote at Domenico's, and then we're going to have our live remote for the tailgate coming up very soon uh, for the Raiders-Titans game, and then also uh, we're going to be doing it with the Bolitnikoff uh, Foundation Dinner. That's coming up as well, so, so check us out next week when we're live from uh, the great Domenico's Italian Deli. Um, so, you know, Tristan, is it, he's a CB. He's uh, uh, one, of the, one of the elite one of the only few in the world as members of the CD, CBs, but he's also in another club, which a lot of people didn't realize that this club exists because Jeff Murphy and I just decided last week, uh, the owner of Dominico's Murfreesboro, we were talking about it. Uh, it's a little known fact, but I'm, I'm helping him out a little bit. I'm, I'm, now that I'm retired, uh, my wife and I go in and we work, we work the lunch rush for him and we, we help him out. And, you know, and I get paid in, in salami and provolone and stuff. And uh, anyway, but we said that he was talking about some folks came in. They're from San Jose. And they were saying about how, yeah, yeah, we think we'd been to the one in Alameda, blah, blah, blah. And we said there needs to be a club. There needs to be a club of those people that have eaten on, on at both Dominicos. Absolutely, Because there's, yeah. there's only about a handful that we know of. Three of them reside in this house. <laughs> yeah, well, Will Compton you know, was in yeah, that club. Yeah. yeah, and 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 after next month, ta-da, will be one of yeah, them. That's right. Yeah, you know. So there's gonna be a, there might be a Hall of Fame, Wall nice. of Fame, Dominico's Fame. You know that uh, that works like that. Nice. So nice. Yeah. That'll be good. That'll be good. 
Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's go ahead and jump back into the uh, to the donations over there. And I appreciate our good folks at Domenico's and definitely uh, patronize them when you're in town in, at uh, Alameda or when you're here in Middle Tennessee for the Raiders-Titans game. Uh, Swago, you got an update for us on the donations. Oh, my gosh. We've, had, we've already had so many come in. So, uh, so and I, I can't scroll back up to see all the comments. Um, I know uh, Pineapple said, uh, so good to see Tristan in there. But Kill Jadis, a $10 donation. Tyrone Graves, a $10 donation. Ebony Graves, a $10 donation. Mike Nezer, a $20 donation. Pineapple, a $50 donation. And Tiderator, a $10 donation. Awesome. Already, we are already over 100 bucks tonight. So, uh, so yeah, keep it going, man. I'm going to show it up again all nice and close right here. This Devontae Adams signed jersey, it is so clean. It is so awesome. It's, it's got the, so the clean, Beckett clean. sticker right there. Uh, this guy is going to be it's going he's going to be my first pick in the fantasy draft oh, I do. Dude. You know, so uh so get in the mix, man. Every $10 donation, let's do a bit. Wait, he's going to go ahead of Renfro. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, he'll go ahead. Of, yeah, he'll go ahead. Oh, yeah. Who was that that yeah. was on last week that was saying that he would pick Renfro first? No, that was uh, that was uh, yeah. Derwin James. James. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I mean, hey, you know, they're both of them are going to get plenty of targets. Exactly. That's for sure. You think uh, I won't have both of them? <laughs> yeah. You kidding me? What's going to be interesting, and I will, this is the first point I want us to jump in on here, uh, and, and we'll go ahead and do the episode number and 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 hit contact info. But I want to jump in on this Darren Waller thing that took some sure. really interesting developments here uh, today. So real quick, let's just get into the, the the episode number. Let's do that and then hit contact, and then I, I want let's I want to talk about Darren Waller. Yeah, absolutely. So each and every week, I take a significant moment with. In Raider Nation and uh, and relate it back to the episode number and I got a couple for you. Well, actually, I didn't have a damn thing for you, but T Hom did. So and he's got a couple of good ones. So the first one we're going to be talking about a career Raider stat, guys. So we're going to be talking about the guy that you just mentioned, number eighty three, Darren Waller. Nice. Come on. So yeah, so absolutely. So uh, so he has donned the shield since two thousand eighteen and currently has 258 receptions for the Raiders. Nice. Yeah, he does. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if if you didn't like that, which I don't know why you wouldn't, uh, I got a career stat for you. Okay. And we're going to be talking about, uh, we're going to be talking about an old school guy, uh, Uncle Mosh. And we're going to be talking about. uh, I love the old school guys. The old school guys, man. So, and this is almost old school for you too. Oh. Yeah. We're going to be talking about wide receiver. Number 81, Warren Wells. Oh! Warren Wells from 67 to 70. He had 42 receiving touchdowns. Which is only three years. In three years. It's an unbelievable stat. It's an unbelievable stat. Most of those being thrown to him by the Mad Bomber himself, Daryl Yes, now you're talking. But a lot of people don't know this, but he actually has one rushing touchdown. Nuh-uh. He had one rushing touchdown. So if you do the math on that, 43 total touchdowns for the Raiders. 258 points scored for the silver and black. Come on. Well, yeah. So, do you know anything about that rushing touchdown? Was the ball handed to no, you? I, from I the was. Line of I scrimmage? was. I was born probably 30 years later. 30 years. Well, yeah. And and those memories for me are in black and white. They're not even like they're not even motion pictures. They're just stills. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But, uh, so that's a that's an awesome. That's an awesome. Stat, Isn't it a man. fun stat? Yeah. 100. Nice. percent 100. Nice. So, uh, so the donations are still rolling in here. So. Uh, so let's see. Uh, okay. Ebony Graves with another $10 donation says, let's go. Uh, Chronicles of the Black Hole with a $10 donation. And then Daniel Mangus, who's been MIA from the chat for a little yeah, bit. Yeah, what's the story? Uh, he's been saving up his money. 
So I think it's it, it, Daniel and Matthew. I think Matthew, mu- they must have played Rock, Scissors, Paper or something, and he they, got computer time. And- well, that that must be it. But I think yeah. Daniel, I think we haven't seen him in the chat because they both had to get second jobs because tonight they're about to do it big for the One Nation <laughs> Foundation, and both of them are going to be fighting over this Devontae what Adams. About your, what about I just got to do a flashback because I, I had to work last week and I okay. couldn't make it. You guys, uh, uh, unbelievable last week. Unbelievable. You had people dropping Deuces, and I don't mean like the way I drop a deuce. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. we, I mean, we had three people over two hundred dollars. That was crazy. Yeah, last and, week. And Q Dog with Q a two fifty one. Two fifty one. He he had to outdo oh everyone by gosh. that buck, man. Yeah, he was the was he was crazy. the winner. Yeah, he was the winner in the clubhouse, and so yeah, just uh, so cool. Um, unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. What a week last week was. It was fun, man. It was fun. We had a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of good it. stuff, and all that. We made a lot of TikToks out of our stuff, so so it was good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right, gentlemen, let's hit some contact info and let's jump into some conversation on Darren Waller. Let's do that. Woo! Hey, Woo! Raider Nation, you got your old Uncle Mosh here with, with an updated contact info. So, sit up, zip up, shut, shut up, up, and pay attention. You can call us at 909 345 3346, or as Murph would say, 909 345 3346. How about emailing me? You want to email, email me? me? Email me at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. Or what about reaching out to us on some of that social media stuff Swaggy likes? Try Facebook at Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. The Twit at Twitter at Raiders Fan Radio. Insta something. Instagram at Raiders Fan Radio. The Tiki 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 TikTok at Raiders Fan Radio. Or what about the Twitch? Some of you out there twitching. Anyway, Twitch at Raiders Fan Radio. Or if you don't like that, go to the YouTube. America, go to the YouTube. YouTube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. Oh my God, if that wasn't enough. If that wasn't enough, oh my go to your gosh. podcast provider and search Raiders my Fan down. Radio. Holy crap, that was a lot. <laughs> good. Well, I was it wasn't gonna, as good. It wasn't as good as what because, just happened in the because chat because the chat off. just the chat just got freaking insane. So much, much, much respect to Fabricator Gill, uh, who just donated the most donation money in one lick ever in a super chat. He just donated three hundred dollars wow. to the One Nation Foundation. Holy shit, man. Wow. Thank you so much. We can't tell you how much we appreciate that. So 30 poker chips go to Fabricator Gill, followed quickly by Kevin the Raider Nerd, who says, much love to the One Nation Foundation. Uh, Murph, great job on Silver and Black today. Good to see Mosh, Swaggo, and Tristan. A $50 donation Whoa! to the One Nation Foundation. And then uh, and then Mike Nezer, who already had donated 20 bucks, uh, threw in another, uh, that's Canadian money, $69.99. Which I'll have to look $10,000. I think it is. I think it is. <laughs> Uh, so I, I will have to go. I'll have to do the the uh, calculations on that. Or Mike Nezer, if you'll just tell me and save me a little bit of trouble. <laughs> that is amazing. Thank so, you. So hey, much, much, much respect. Freaking believable. Thank you. And, and wow, Gil. Gil and is, you guys got to got to run the show for just. Yeah, a second. I got it because I got I got to give. So we're gonna here at the top of the show. We're gonna give. I said I wanted to talk about Waller. We're gonna we're gonna do that. Shoot. But let's go ahead and just start off with a little bit of respect. You know, we always. Uh, 
here at the top of the show. We don't do props. We don't do shout outs. There's nothing wrong with those things, but we're Italian, so we uh, we like to give a little hey. bit of respect. Da, 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 da. You guys went a little crazy on this song last week. Swaggy J <laughs> Nation. It's time for a little respect. You know, respect ain't bought, it ain't sold, it ain't demanded, it ain't negotiated, it's earned. And without blowing smoke or giving shameless plugs, we want to say salute and much respect to the following folks. All right, we appreciate all of you those that are uh, in the chat, and I want to give respect to uh, to Fabricator Gill for that. Um, look, and we appreciate all the donations, and whether it's a ten dollar donation or, in this case, a three freaking hundred dollar donation, absolutely unbelievable. But we appreciate you, uh, Fabricator Gill, and the IE. And I want to give respect to Gill as well because he hooked me up with some fantastic seats um, at, the, at, at the game. So I got to go to the Raiders Patriots preseason game uh, myself and my girl Valerie, and we. Had had an amazing, amazing time uh, at the game. Got a chance to watch the Raiders up close and in person and, and then watch them take care of the Patriots in the preseason. And, the, you know, so th- those seats you get there, you get access to the Twitch lounge and the whole nine yards. Um, absolutely phenomenal. Allegiant Stadium. I've taken the tour uh, and I've and, and been to a few games yeah. now and like, you know, so I've kind of seen the place a little bit. Uh, got to tour through the Twitch lounge, but never sat in the Twitch lounge. We got to enjoy. So what's it. that like? It's got its own bars. It's got its own. The Viva Los Nachos booth no. is oh the bomb. They serve it to you in a freaking in a half a football um, or in a half a Raiders football. Nice. Just, so the food is phenomenal. You were the playing the ready. Patriots. Was the was the football a little deflated? <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice one. Yeah, but it was great. So I just I can't respect him enough and thank him enough um, for the for the kindness and, and, and the generosity on on sharing that. And so uh, while we're on respect, you know, um, there was a few things in at that game that were very unique. Even though it was a preseason game, there were some cool things. Mosh, you would have loved it. Um, so they gave res- they gave respect, being the Raiders at the game to a Raider fan that mm. um, was attending her first game. Right. Yes. And so I want to give respect to Helen Emerson. Uh, she has been a fan since 1960. She is, if I remember right, she's 94 years 94. old. 94. I saw that. Yeah. And so here's a picture of Helen. Oh, that's see it on the, so cool. So she's attending the game there at Allegiant. For, fan since 1960. First game ever. At, uh, first Raider game uh, there at Allegiant Stadium. And so they celebrated... Uh, Helen, and basically the reason that they celebrated Helen was that they were uh, celebrating the history in the, of the organization, that she was there uh, since 1960 as a fan. And so they had come out on the field at halftime, over 300 members of Raiders alumni, no. dating from 1960 all the way to modern day. Every single team was represented on the field. Every single incarnation of the Raiders for every oh, year nice. was represented. Of course, and all the legends were there: sure, Hendricks sure. and Bolitnikoff and Filipiano and all the all the big names that you know. Um, but so many great, great players. And so, um, let's get to the gathering. I got a couple audio bites for you on the gathering, and then I've got a really, really cool kicker to this whole story that is so badass. Okay, so let's go. Um, First, let's hear uh, uh, our man from Stanford, our fellow San Jose resident, Mosh. That is uh, the great Jim Plunkett. And I'm talking about this gathering of alumni. Well, it, it's wonderful. You know, I played for three teams, and, and 
and no offense to anybody else, believe me. Uh, but you know, Mr. Davis and now Mark Davis has, has done a great job in bringing back many of the alumni, their families, their children, uh, as often as he can. And uh, you know, it's our second time here in a couple of years, and, uh, and it's a lot of fun to catch up on on how everybody else that we've played with. Uh, some, I guess, uh, are doing. It's a lot of history, you know, and, uh, you know, you look back and, and, you know, you learn about what happened before we got here uh, as players. And, uh, you know, I followed the Raiders and, you know, they started in Oakland 1960. I was living in San Jose at the time. And, uh, you know, I've always thought a lot about the team and a lot, a lot about the organization. I heard more about their players in San Francisco as well because I live in the Bay Area. But, uh, you know, it, it, and Mr. Davis being the owner, it had... I won't say mystique, that's overdoing it, but there was something about the Raiders and how they did things and, and the kind of characters they had on the football field, and that list goes on and on. And, and it intrigued you, it got you interested in, in, uh, in watching the Raiders play. It certainly did for me as a kid. All right, there is. So, yeah, I love that. This is one cool thing about Jim Plunkett is that, you know, regardless of how you feel about whether he's, you know, Hall of Fame worthy or not, he's certainly a two-time Super Bowl champion. And, and, and uh, you know, I was never more starstruck meeting a Raider than I was when I met uh, Jim Plunkett. And, uh, you know, again, he's a local guy. He's a San Jose guy, grew up a Raider fan. And so that's what this whole thing about. I, James kinda, Lick High School. James Lick High School. There you go. And he kind of hedges a little bit on, on the Raider mystique. But I think that's him being humble because it really is. I mean, the things that he and, and, and the Raiders and the organization did uh, were absolutely just monumental in terms of, like, you know, founding the freaking league and in, in, in the NFL. And so, uh, anyway, so great stuff there from Jim and appreciate those comments. Um, Mosh, you're going to love this one. So. <laughs> They got all these alumni in town, right? Well, one of them, as I mentioned, all the teams are represented, including the last couple of years and uh, representing the last, the recent Raiders was Richie Incognito. And no so, way! Yeah, and so one of the things that I like about these comments we're getting ready to play is that you had mentioned one of the things you liked about Incognito and one of the things that last year you were glad that Basaccia kept him around because he was like mentoring and coaching. He, absolutely. You know, he was players coach. Players coach. So here he is. He's still doing it. And he's talking about being around the young guys knew it. And, and mentoring them. So here, let's check in with uh, Richie Incognito. I mean, it all comes back to technique, you know, for to getting young guys to play. It's, it's understanding the playbook and then playing within the technique. So with a lot of guys I've been talking with, I've been talking with Lester, Andre, John Simpson, Coltman, stuff like that, just talking them through technique, talking them through what they're thinking. Um, I think I kind of uh, I, I approach it a little bit different than a coach because I, I know a guy's fears. I know what, the, what they're out there trying to do and how they're interpreting that, and I can kind of break it down in some simpler terms. So I've been working with a couple guys. I'm mentoring some of the guys, just getting them cleaned up on technique. You know, we talk mindset. We talk about taking care of your body, uh, getting rest, you know, uh, kind of controlling all the things you can control, you know, sleep, nutrition, hydration, all that good stuff. So that's what I'm trying to impress upon the young guys because obviously playing for so long, I've accumulated so much knowledge. So I love giving it back to the guys. All right. Good you, stuff. You know, there's, talk a, about. there's a, uh, there's an old uh, coaching technique and people that have, have been successful coaches have been utilizing it for years. And, and you bring people like Richie Cognito in. It's done. It's done at the lower levels too, uh, uh, I I brought Jeff in, Swag Jeff. When he was, uh, would you work, did you work for me for about two or three years at least? Yeah, for sure. Um, as an assistant coach, and he wasn't an assistant coach, but he was that he was that just had graduated level, had had been an athlete, had been had been an actor for me, and I brought him in as like my assistant. 
almost as that go between, and it works. It well, works. Yeah. There's a they, they. It's like with your kids. You can tell your kids something a hundred times, a hundred times, and then somebody else steps in and tells them the exact same thing in another way, and they go, "Ding!" The light bulb goes off, right? And that's what even at this level, even at the pro level, they can do that. When I was in college, I had a, I had a professor tell a story. She was a math teacher about she couldn't get through to Tommy. She couldn't get through to Tommy. She was teaching teaching simple math. And this girl leans over to him and goes, you tote the one, stupid. And talking about carrying the one Mm -hmm. over, he didn't understand the whole carry it. You tote the one, stupid. And I'll never forget that. And the the light bulb goes off. So he's, he's toting the one for these guys. He's teaching them. He's saying to it, not in coach speak, not in whatever. He's going, you know, if you can't get under there, you got to go this way. You know, it's it's a it's a great Love tool it. to have those kinds of folks in in house. That's awesome, man. Great comments there from Austin. Yeah, I always say I learn more from my teammates, getting around them, and you know, having conversations than you do from sitting in a classroom or whatever. And so, yeah, love that that concept, Mosh, about that having that go between that. Um, that liaison to the players there. Good stuff. Um, all right, so here's what, so I got to meet a lot of cool people, right? Always, ever, whenever we take Raider trips, we get a chance to meet the, the coolest of folks. Sure. Uh, walking through Allegiant Stadium, Valerie and I are, and I hear, hey, Murph! Turn around, it's, and he goes, Lalo! Lalo no. Meloso. Oh, nice! Lalo Meloso and Mr. Los Angeles, two made men around here, and so that was Love very, it. very cool. Got a chance to, to talk to them for a minute, take a picture, and um, yeah, just you know, a handful of folks walking around the stadium that you know we waved at or whatever. Um, so that was very, very cool. Um, Raider Puppet met him at the airport. Uh, Raider <laughs> got to see Raider Puppet and chatting with him for a little bit, and uh, so that was cool. But my favorite meeting, and you know, and they're all wonderful interactions. But just for the fan in me, my favorite meeting is that Valerie and I are on our way home. We're sitting in the Vegas airport, grabbing a bite to eat because you got to the gate early, and that's what you do. Right. Um, you know. Uh, Did you break our record? Did you spend over $58 on bagels? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so I got two records. I got $58 of bagels with you and uh, – and double double uh, Tito's and OJ's with Swag Jeff. Oh yes! At six o'clock in the morning. Yeah, thanks for overserving us there, uh, Nashville uh, International Airport. Um, but uh, anyway, so we're sitting there uh, having a bite to eat, and um, there's this really nice older couple sitting next to, to us on our left, like sweet older couple, and. Um, and it, we even made a joke. We were like, you know what? Hey, it'd be cool if that was us one day. You know, like, he's, he's having a Stella. She's sipping on a glass of wine. They're just having a nice conversation. And I noticed that they're, like, sharing, like, showing pictures on their phones. And it's from Allegiant Stadium. Okay. And oh, sweet. Valerie looks down, and she goes, look. And she points, and he's got the alumni duffel bag. And I, Uh-oh. Yeah. And I go, and this is an older fella. And I go, excuse me, sir. I go, I noticed your alumni bag. And he goes, yeah. I said, what teams did you play for? He goes, well, I played for the Raiders. I said, yes, sir. I said, what, what era? What team? And he goes, oh, I was there in the beginning. He goes, Nuh-uh. he goes, oh, look, I'm getting chills. He goes, a lot of us aren't recognized because we were Raiders before Al Davis. I met what? Wayne Crow. Wayne Crow was part of the 1960 and 61 Raiders. There was only four of them in attendance at this event that were alive to be there. 
One was Jim Otto. Right. He was the other one. I'm, I'm blanking on the other names now, but on the other two that were there. But there's only four of these guys that, that are alive. So here's who Wayne Crow is. This is badass. I didn't even know. I asked him. I said, what is your name? He said, Wayne Crow. I said, oh, nice to meet you. Like, I, I, I'm like, I'm Murph. Sure. I, I host a dopey-ass podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> so here's, here's his bio. After playing American football for the University of California as a quarterback, Wayne Crow what? played professionally for four seasons as a running back and punter for the Oakland Raiders and Buffalo Bills of the AFL. Wow. In 1961, he kicked a 77-yard punt to set the Raider record that wasn't broken until 50 years later when Shane Leckler kicked an 80-yard punt. What? No way. Wayne freaking Crow. Let's go. Yeah, what a stud, man. Awesome, right? How did he look? Did he look good? Like an 84-year-old man having a beer. Yeah. Like, heck yeah, he looked great. I mean... Yeah. Dang. I know. Like the night they were the sweet. And so, and, and his wife, like, like we sat there and chat, she told us all about their experience, about how well the Raiders treated them and about like, just like the overall, you know, we, we joked. I said, so I go, did you get a chance to see the, the training facility? And he goes, no, I didn't. He goes, but it's a lot different than it was in my day. And I go, well, <laughs> tell me about that. So he said, what they used to do was that they would play at parks he said, we would have our training camp would be at parks. He goes, the funniest was that we would have to practice where the Little League teams would play, and oh, we would no. be out there practicing, and the Little League teams would show up and kick us off the field. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was awesome, man. This guy is so sweet. And so, and I apologize, I didn't get his wife's name, but Wayne Crow, much, wow. much respect, respect from us, though, from us here at, uh, at Raiders Fan Radio, That's man. Absolutely. So cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Very good stuff. All right, let's go ahead and hit an audio break, and, uh, and then let's jump into some of this Waller stuff. Man, that is that is so cool. This is Kevin, the Raider nerd, live at the Oakland Raiders tailgate. Raiders! Yeah! We got Grill and Rillis. They got uh, Uncle Marsh and Murph. I love you guys. Much love from the black hole, baby. Just win. Ooh, Swag Jeff, you got something sexy over there. Hey, and I'm also holding up a jersey. I'm also holding up a jersey. Yes, you did. So, hey, so if you want to get in the mix here, every $10 donation, uh, and, and you'll be reminded several times tonight because because I want to raise a bunch of money for the One Nation Holy Foundation. Crap, and we are you know off what I mean? And we are, we are off and running. We are uh, we are well into $500 right now. Come on, so, come on. Uh, so, hey, and, and you know, so last episode we raised a GUR. And we were at 500 bucks like 40 minutes in. We were at 28 minutes in, and we were at 560 bucks oh already. So, so, hey, man, so uh, get in the mix, man. Every $10 donation, let's do it big for the One Nation Foundation tonight. Let's go. That's awesome, That's man. That's huge, man. Good that stuff. We appreciate you so very, very much. All right, I want to talk about I want to talk about this Dern Waller thing. I got I to get this off my chest. Get it. All get right. It. So I'm going to play you a call. Okay, that that came in from the Sea of Fans this week. Okay, I'm playing it now because this was sent a couple days ago, and when I heard it at first, I was like, "Okay, well, I'm going to play it," but I don't really get it. Okay, now I'm going to play it for you guys, and I want you to tell me what you what. Well, uh, we'll play it. I'm going to tell you what's going on, and then I want your guys' thoughts on this thing. Hey, this is James. Um, I'm getting tired of that tight end. 83 because it feels like I'm looking like a crash because he is trying to say I'm the best 
and stuff like that. And I I understand it's hard to stop drinking or something like that. But come on, humble yourself. And every two or three months straight, I'm looking at my Raiders post. And I will see him. He wants more money. The best ever and stuff like that. And it's looking like I'm seeing the car crash. I 100% I don't like him. But if he don't have 100 catches and 100, no, 1,000 yards this year, he, I will say I'm right. And I don't want that. All right. So when I first heard that, I'm like, Darren Waller's not a selfish guy. Like, that's not how he rolls. Like, that's not his sure. his character, at least for what... Oh, look, we never had dinner with the damn guy. But, like, you know, it's for what he exudes, what we've heard him in interviews and whatnot. Here's what's interesting, though, is that I always say on this show, well, you want the answer to the question, get me to the end of the money, and there's your answer. Right. Now, the Raiders here of recent history have not had that be part of their story. That we've seen Derek Carr, we've seen Hunter Renfro, we've seen even Devontae Adams, we've seen Max Crosby. Although there's big numbers, they're team-friendly because they allow for more cap room, okay? So Darren Waller, suspiciously, has not been at anything. Now, we know he was healthy. Now, he's got this hamstring, but we know, because we live here, where they hold tight end university. Tight end university was like, what, a month ago? Yeah. And he's out running around just fine with George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Greg Olson, Will Compton, everybody out there. He's doing just fine. He was even boxing the day before tight end university yeah. at a local gym here. So yes. we know he's healthy. So now I'm not saying he couldn't, you can't get hurt in between. But anyways, but suspiciously, he hasn't been in any of the, any of the, the Raiders things. And so we've been kind of like apologizing for him. I have because I like the guy. I don't agree with James there. I do like Darren Waller. But what I thought has been interesting is that he hasn't been around. At the game this weekend, he's not even on the sidelines. Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, all these guys that are playing. Well, are, a cu- yeah, a couple weeks ago, he was at a uh, Las Vegas Aces game. At an Aces game. At, with, you know, at, at what his girlfriend plays. His girlfriend for, plays. His boss yeah. owns that team as well. Well, exactly. And so it kind of made sense. But now here we got this home game. And I get if you don't go to the away games. I get that. But here we got this home game. And he's not even on the sideline. Like, everyone else is there, so it's suspicious. And so, so that starts to add up. Now, all of a sudden, he announces that he's going for a new agent. This is all since James's call, by the way, from now on. James makes his call. Now he announces he's looking for a new agent. He signs with Drew Rosenhaus, who's notorious for milking teams to get the best deal for a player. That's his job. I get it. I'm a capitalist at heart. But I don't like it. First off, that guy's a dick because I met him at the Senior Bowl. He was the only one that primetimed me at the whole Senior Bowl. Yeah. Um, but this is the guy that had T.O. doing sit-ups in his, in his driveway. This is the guy that, you know, represented freaking Antonio Brown for crying out loud. That yeah. tells you all you He's need to know. He's notorious for, yeah, for uh, representing jackasses. Absolutely. So now he signs on with Darren Waller. And then today, Darren Waller's back at practice playing perfectly healthy. Look, I'm not going to say that anything funky's going on, but I will say this. That's awful sus, as the kids say. That doesn't, the, the optics here are not good. I hope, and I'm going to trust that Darren Waller is not that selfish guy. He's not going to try to milk the team for a, the best deal possible. I get that you want to get 
You want to get yours. But like, let's not leverage the Raiders because look at this regime right now. They've already established the idea that they'll move on from your ass. Sure. They'll move on from you that you weren't part of their, their thing. Like, so if, if you weren't part of their acquisitions, they'll cut you loose. Yep. I don't want to see Darren Waller go sign with another team. I don't want to see another Khalil Mack situation where he's going to demand so much goddamn money that the Raiders are going to be like, you know what? Let's just go ahead and trade them. And then you sign them jets or you sign them, whatever. What do you think? Swaggle? You know, um, I'm a fan of, uh, of every player that's a Raider until they're not. So today, I'm a Darren Waller fan. I love Darren Waller. He's one of my favorite players. I have several jerseys that say 83 <laughs> on it. You know what I mean? Um, you know? So, and I hope that they work out this deal. And I, I feel like he's just a different type of breed of a person than what a T.O. is, than what an Antonio Brown you know, Deion Sander, all these different guys that were kind of, you know, notorious for being polarizing and a jackass and doing stupid and represented shit. represented by Rosenthal. And represented by that guy. I, I don't think Darren Waller's that Is guy. Is even A-Rod? I think he even represented yeah, A-Rod. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't, you know, I don't know. But, uh, but anyway, so he, uh, you know, he doesn't strike me as that kind of guy. But, you know, he also, on the Bustin' with the Boys podcast, he knows that he is very, very, very good. He knows he's good, and so maybe he gets with this guy and says, you know, hey, you know, I know you're good, and everybody, uh, 31 other teams would love to have you, so, you know, let's see what we got to do, but, you know, I I'm a fan of him until he's he doesn't wear silver and black, and so, you know, so worst case scenario, what happens? He goes and plays somewhere else. You know, hello, enter Foster Moreau, the best backup tight end in the National Football oh, League. And he'll get so, his, you know what I mean? Because and Foster will get paid because, Fo if because Waller moves on. We're paying Foster. Well, and see, and that's the thing. And and if there's any sort of silver lining to any of this being done right now, I'm glad that it's being done right now because Waller's got one year left on his contract. So we know that we're going to have both of those guys. And by the time that next season rolls around, if Waller decides he can go make more money somewhere else or do something different, then that's fine. Then that's when we throw that money at Foster because he's he's you Look, know, he's great. Down goes down goes Bledsoe. In comes Brady. Right. That's Sorry, right. Wally Pip. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, you, you, he's he's gonna be. I'm a big face value guy, man. I, the caller, no no disrespect intended, but you're, you know, you're 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 comparing apples and oranges. His his off the field demons are his off the field demons. He's he's was was he was open enough to talk about that and to say the things that he he struggles with because like we've all said it's really cool when you can see the the lives that these guys live outside of the game that they play and there's but you I don't think you can compare that to okay he's got the same agent that TO had the same agent that 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 AB had but this guy has also had legitimate players that you've never heard a peep about. Okay? That's in, fair. In That's addition fair. to yeah. having... But, but just because you have two or three jackasses in your history and you were the, were the ones... Uh, you know, Don mm. King promoted so many, so many fights and was legitimate for the longest period of time. And then he'd get one or two of these things that would that would blow up and everybody would go crazy. But there's not... You know, he's not just out there 
picking the people that he thinks are going to turn into a controversy. So get off Waller. Seriously, <laughs> let me, get off Waller. I got to just, just a devil's advocate. And actually not even that just purely, I want to pick your brain on this a little bit. Where do you come out? Cause you're an old school guy and you're also a capitalist at heart. Just like the three, all three of us are. Where do you come out on like players getting theirs? Cause there's a part of me that like, I understand that like, look, if your value is 100% equated to what you can do on the field to help this football team win. I'll tell you another thing, Raider Nation. We often confuse this. Players don't get paid for what they did. They get paid for what the team thinks they're going to do. The Titans don't pay Derrick Henry for running 2,000 yards last year. They pay him to run for 2,000 yards this year. Absolutely. That's why they, they, they pay you the money. So this ain't about like, well, Darren's done this. No, that's not why you're going to get paid. It's what you think he's going to do next. Where do you come out on that on that balance between here's what's best for the player. We, there's nothing wrong with maximizing your value. There's nothing wrong with, with not selling yourself short. But then also when your other teammates, Devontae Adams, Derek Carr, Hunter Renfro, these guys are taking these team-friendly deals, where do you come out? Like, is, I don't know, I, I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, like, do you have grace around that? Or do you say, no, man, get yours? Well, every single one of those guys that you mentioned will all agree that Darren Waller is a specimen. He, this guy is an amazing athlete. And they're all going to say that, you know, everybody deserves to get what they deserve. You know? And, and if he deserves it and the Raiders are willing to pay it and it's not causing strife, then so be it. You know, you, you do what you, you do for you. Worry about you. Quit freaking worrying about everybody else. If you want to come out and say, hey, you're going to offer me $36 million a year. I can live on $20 million. You know, we're talking about numbers that the three of us can't even oh, fathom. Yeah, right. Okay, right. so stop it. Stop it. If he needs to be paid, he needs big money to make himself happy to work into the system. Well, I don't begrudge him that. You know, first of all, I don't want to know what the what what what, what slap happy that I'm working next to is making. That's not my business what he makes. You know, I make I made the best deal I could with my boss with with how I do it. And, it, and if I feel I need a bonus or I need to be uh, my worth is better and I needed to be upgraded that's up to me to negotiate that I don't but I'm not going to say hey that 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 jack wagon over there makes more that's that's between that jack wagon and his boss you know uh, so I think I think as fans we get too caught up in that oh Kelsey makes this much money and 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 Tom Brady made this much so Derek should make this no that's bullshit you do you worry about freaking you and if and if and if collectively Derek Carr wants to say I'll take I'll I'll drop down to twenty one million, you know if if, if Renfro says I I don't need to be paid all that much that's on them good for them good for them they're showing that to the team the team will reciprocate somehow, but still that guy, we're talking we're talking so much freaking amount of money. money guys well, and, so, well hold, hold on, I'm gonna I don't want to okay. ask you something okay so that said and I agree with you Mosh a one hundred million percent. I think where it becomes relevant as a fan is that we have a salary cap to account for and we have only so much room. And so when like in the Cleveland Mac situation, you're talking about so much money that he was looking for, it would actually 
hamstring the team. It would prevent the team from doing other things. Now, granted, they didn't do much with it, with what they got. But, the, but conceptually, the idea was is that not only do you gain compensation for him as a player, but then you don't have to pay him $100 million in return. Exactly. Like, and so, you're, so that exchange of value ended up working for the Raiders. Again, it was questionable what they did with it. Here's what's interesting, Jeff. Do you think that is Darren the kind of guy, and, then, and, and I don't want to take you away from your other point too, so please make it as well. Right, it may be the same point. Is Darren the kind of guy that's going to do that? And regardless of why, because I agree with Mosh 100 million percent, it's I don't like to talk about another man's money and don't except for when it comes to this stuff, because it just it, it, it adds or or detracts from a competitive advantage for the team. So that's the only reason that I think it's a relevant discussion. Like it doesn't because I'm like, Mosh, I don't care what, I, what, what, what somebody else makes. But from a per- competitive perspective, do you think Darren has enough awareness to be like, all right, man, let's just get this thing done? And am I overreacting? Is all this talk ab- blown up? Um, yeah, I think probably a little bit. I think it's a little blown up. Um, you know, Darren wants to get paid, you know, like Uncle Mosh said. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. I think the difference between a deal like this where maybe he gets overpaid a little bit. You know why? That's okay. Because we already signed Derek Carr. We already signed Devontae Adams, Preach. Max Crosby, Hunter Renfro. Our pieces are already there. So if the Raiders have a little extra money to throw at the guy, hey man, hey, here's a couple extra mil. You know, hey, thanks a lot. Why don't you stick around for one more year? After your, you know, I mean, you know, instead of a three-year deal, let's give you a four. Something like that, you know, but, you know, and that kind of leads into some of these other cuts and waivers and stuff that we've got. We've got some expendable money now. We've got a little extra cash you know, so you and, know, and what did you Raiders, say last week? We're worth three point one billion. Three point one billion, and the Raiders have the third most cap space in the league right now with seventeen million. There you so go. you can divert sign defer signing bonus. You can do all kinds of creative ass stuff without even restructuring anybody else so, to get Darren signed. Like I mean, because I don't know what the market is, what the top end of the market is for. I, we ought to know somebody in the chat, please. You guys know more about football than we do. Somebody in the chat, tell us what. Kelsey's contract is okay because it's going to be like 10% 15% north of that would be what Derek would get I'll tell you this right now and I, I can put it in a nutshell okay <clears throat> there's not a lot there's at 4-0 at the end of the preseason there's not enough controversy coming out of Vegas <laughs> no I'm not lying right? I'm not lying I'm serious about that there is not enough controversy. I think so much of this bullshit is fabricated, fabricated, fabricated controversy for no other reason than to get clicks. I'm sorry. Okay, but, but, I love it. They're, they're, I love and, it. And, and, and you know, and 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 I wish, I wish I was there in Vegas to look at these guys, look them in the eye, and 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 see and have them go. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Mosh. It, it's a joke. There, this is not. This is not something. I don't think they talk about it in in the in the uh, uh, in the receivers' room. Hey, what about Waller, man? You know he's you know ah, it ain't being done. This is all fabricated. What what else can they say about us? What can they say bad about us? <laughs> 
Look yeah, at our yeah, roster. That's a great point. You're, you're exactly right. That's hey, a great point. You know what? There has been so much good that yes, has happened this offseason. Yes. Oh, my gosh. We've had the best offseason that we've had in so long. We've gotten rid of some people that suck ass. Come They're on. horrible. Come Cut you. See you. Bye. We brought in the best wide receiver in all of football. We re-signed the best slot wide receiver in all of football. We bring in a sack master in Chandler Jones. We re-sign our franchise quarterback. Oh, my gosh. There's so much good to talk about. Raider nation we don't know what to do with that we gotta talk something <laughs> yeah, oh my we god it, we, got we gotta set fire to some sort of trash can just ask Emiliano he does that shit every single day on our damn phone he's always calling us saying the season's over the season's over so this is just the thing so it's, it really is so who cares it. you know what well, we'll let them do their thing and then you know and then next week when Darren Waller signs a 15 million a year contract for two three years whatever whatever then we can just take a breath. Well, yeah. and or you know, it goes whatever. Well, it doesn't matter. And that the chat is agreeing with everything both you guys are saying. Uh, Raider Roo says Kelsey is just over fourteen million in average annual value. So that means Darren's probably going to get seventeen million. Okay, and and look, and that's not even straight numbers because again, you can defer signing bonuses and all that. The Raiders have plenty of money to do it, so it's just going to be a matter of. How healthy are these negotiations going to go? I don't know what the history is between Ziegler and uh, and, Ro- and uh, Rosenhaus is. Uh, let's hope it's good. Um, I don't know what Patriots that Rosenhaus represents. Again, chat room, if you know, let us know. Uh, but that would be a great reference point to know if there's uh, healthy negotiations that have happened in the in the past there. But anyways, great discussion from the guys. Great points coming in from the chat room. Uh, we appreciate all of you so very, very much for all of your, your great comments and also your amazing donations to win the, the signed Devontae Adams jersey. Jeff, you got an update for us? It's a lot. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, and there's still some people that I, I know Big Bass Raiders already in their tees and want to know how much oh, <laughs> people, people no. guessing how much he's going to donate. But hey, get in the mix with this right here. Every $10 donation goes to the One Nation Foundation. We'll do a drawing at the end of the night. I got so many. I got Look, I got stacks of poker chips still with no numbers on them. So, uh, uh, so hey, there you go. some of these could be yours, bro. There we go. Let's I can't go. wait till our next poker night and all these damn chips of ours. <laughs> we were just off. talking about talking that. About the- I'll raise you a six and a four. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Uncle Mosh, take us to a break, and then uh, Jeff's going to tell us about the, who's the latest pendejo. <laughs> You're listening to The Violator, and I'm live on Raider Fan Radio. Where you at, baby? Pendejo. <laughs> Pendejo. 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 Uh, hey, so uh, so much respect to uh, to the pendejo of the week. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to call him out by name, okay? Because I don't care. Uh, much, much respect to Richard P. seven seven one one on TikTok. Okay. His wait, pro- wait, 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 by the way, our tic- we're, we're dangerously close to having more TikTok followers than anywhere else. Absolutely. And I there. think this guy probably followed us. I too. Mean, probably. So this, if you, if, I don't know if you recognize this guy. 
if you see him out on the street, <laughs> this is his profile picture. So for those of you on the audio podcast, it's, it's a nothing. blank screen. It's blank. It's nothing. It's nothing. And so, uh, so I've been I've been posting on the socials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All week, you know, hyping up this Devonte Adams jersey, sure. doing all that kind of stuff. And so today, I posted another TikTok and said, "Hey, be here tonight, seven p.m. This music's blaring. We're having fun. All this stuff." And we have we had one comment. Okay. And it's from Richard.p.7711. And he says, <laughs> no thanks. Wow. Oh. Thanks, Richard, for taking the time. And I said, uh, I said, we cannot wait. <laughs> we cannot <laughs> wait to not see you there. <laughs> and he said, oh, you won't. And I said, we can't tell you how much we appreciate <laughs> that you won't be there. So you started Thank- you started a Richard War. Oh, for oh, sure. Yeah, come oh, on. For sure. Yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. Uh, I said, we can't, we can't tell you how much we appreciate that you won't be there. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to not be there. <laughs> so congratulations, Richard. You are the asshole of the week. Hey! Oh my there God. you go. So, so when we first started this show, you know, cause every, anytime you do something public and creative like this, you're going to get trolls. You're going to get, oh the, my you're gonna gosh, get yes. the haters as the kids call them. Um, and I used to tell Sonny all the time, let's not get hooked. Like, don't get hooked by some jackass on social media or whatever, <laughs> unless you engage them in a way that's playful like this. Instead of getting mad about it. I nah, just kill them with kindness. Just yeah. kill them with kindness and thank them for not being around. We appreciate you. Yeah. You know what? So, Richard, I just want to let you know from the bottom of our hearts, yeah. we cannot appreciate you, Raiders Fan Radio, enough for not joining us tonight. Absolutely. Let's get, what's, his, what's, his, what's his handle again? Richard.p.7711. <laughs> I've, memori- I've memorized Richard. it now. Richard.p.7711. <laughs> Seven, one. Let's see if we can get him a thousand more followers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh huh. You well, we ought to see the people that he follows. It's questionable. It's questionable. It's questionable. We'll just call it the uh, the bots that populate our chat. Oh, 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 easy with that. Easy with that. All right, let's go. Uh, let's hit another break here, and then let's go and check in with what the media's got this week. Speaking of the media. This is Raiders Fan Radio. I'm Brent Musburger, and I don't care who wins as long as it's the Raiders. The Raiders. <laughs> Ron, the main Raider in the chat says, change your name to Passive Aggressive Jeff. <laughs> no kidding, right? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he actually responded back to that last message and said, uh, said hey, I- I'm actually not busy. And I said, oh, well, good, clear. It's clear by how fast you're responding to these. Make sure to get as many of those as you can before your mom turns your internet off at 9 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him to wipe the Cheeto uh, dust uh, off his fingers or get all over his phone. Right? <laughs> or something else. Uh, Raider Classics Aww. in the... What? what? You're a nasty human being. Oh, Moving I just smell right like along. his pants. Um, Raider Classics says, Pendeo of the Week <laughs> is a regular segment now. If so, I yep. love it. Um, Ritter Gears and Threads, Pendejo. Yeah, man, we love the Pendejo of the week. It's so fun. And that's and shout out. I believe it was Adam Hill was a, was the one on our uh, on our YouTube that said because we see of fans is sure. our you know. And so um, uh, this so he said this. Some of these sound like the Sea of Pendejos, and so that's where we kind of started this thing. And so thank you to him for that idea because that's uh, that was so funny. Um, all right, so uh, let's see in the chat room there tonight. Aaron the Doc Raider, our buddy Daniel Mangus, Full Metal Mexican Raider Gears and Threads Raider Classics, uh, Ron the Mater Raiders I mentioned, Paul Edgerton Raider Shank Raider Rue John Ogle, 
uh, Chris Rubio is in there, PSP Raiderette, Zach Brewer, uh, Franklin83, uh, let's see, Raider Gears and Threads, that's our buddy Jay is in there, uh, Ray Love is in there, William Holcomb is in there, Buddha is in there, uh, The Big Easy is in there, we appreciate all of you so very, Ashton's very much. in there, what's up buddy? What's up Ashton, hope you're doing well pal. Um, Alright, so... This is this is kind of like dipping the toe back into the negative water. Um, but listen, yeah, I, why we got to talk about this guy? Well, I want to end it because this is it because we're done, and I want to put a pin. I in thought this I thing. ended it last week. Well, you <laughs> sort of did, but then something else came up that was very. No, Josh ended it last week. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So something that's very, very interesting is that so we're talking about this Tom Brady thing. So this Tom Brady thing um, where. You know, he was uh, turned down joining the Raiders at the last second, blah, blah, blah. And um, and so everybody's saying, well, those comments that he made on the show, The Shop, the, the HBO show, uh, where he called the quarterback that you're going to stick with that MRFer, uh, that now it's clearly evident he was talking about Derek Carr. So just to, again, not to, not to dwell on the negativity, but just to remind you what we're talking about, here's what Tom said on this kicked off this whole thing uh, back over uh, during the offseason. There was a story in free agency. One of the teams, they were interested, and all of a sudden they weren't interested at the very end. I was sitting there thinking, you're sticking with that motherfucker? <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Tom probably had no desire to go to that team, but now it's like, why don't you want me? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. When sure. I look back, I'm like, I think the way it would have went to that team <laughs> but they said they didn't want me and i know what that means i know what that feels like and i'm gonna f- you up because of that all right tom all right so if that don't flame you up as a raider fan now we know not only was he talking about our quarterback now he's talking about our team like i'm you, you hated tom brady before like and i was kind of a tom brady apologist because I look I mean regardless of how I feel about the guy I can appreciate greatness and I appreciate the quarterback position and he's done it better than anybody in the history of the league but he no longer put him on my hit list now capo I mean I can, that should just light you up as a Raider fan now hearing those comments that said something very interesting that came up this last week now and I want to recognize you Jeff because we talked about the reason that Gruden would have said no to having Tom be part of the Las Vegas Raiders. Do you remember what you said? Because he was building something. And because he didn't want to relinquish the power. Oh, well, that's, yeah, and that too. That's what you, you were like, well, no, because it's, it's the Gruden show. It ain't going to be right. the Tom show. You guys know I don't like to feature you know, analysts and folks that we don't really care for, but when they are on the point on something, we'll do it. Here's a guy I don't like. He's a former Raven, former Bronco. Don't like Shannon Sharp. He's the one that took one to the house and beat us in the freaking, you know, in, in the in the 2000 what, what uh, divisional game. But here he is. Here's Shannon Sharp. No love for the Raiders, but he gives it to you the skinny. And Mosh, I want to hear your your feedback on what you think about this in terms of why Gruden said no to Tom Brady. I think the thing is, Skip, John Gruden did not like the idea of giving up power. When you bring a guy on like a Peyton Manning, you bring a guy on like a Tom Brady, the, the power shifts. You are no longer the dominant voice in the locker room. They are. And you know, if you know anything about John Gruden, John Gruden is not ceding power to anyone. Derek Carr does not challenge the authority of a John Gruden like a Tom Brady would. And so it takes a special type of a coach. Now, it could possibly lead to a championship, but it takes a coach swallowing his ego, take playing second fiddle, Play, uh, uh, taking a back seat in order to have this dynamic on your roster. 
Shannon Sharp's dead on. Why he's dead on? Dead on. He's dead on. He's dead on. He's dead on. Why? Why would Gruden want that? First of all, uh, we got to go back to what I have said since Gruden got hired all those years ago. He was not hired to come in and and to get a Tom Brady and to win a Super Bowl the very next year. He was hired to come in and rebuild a dynasty. He and and that's what he was doing. You bring in Tom Brady and you bring in Gronker, whatever. You're you you have one or two years, okay? But somebody last week said, "What about our defense? Our oh, defense, yeah, our yeah. defense was like a leaky bucket, man. We couldn't we couldn't stop anything. So you could score ten million points, but when you're giving up twelve million, sorry, you know. So Shannon Sharp's dead on." Why, why, first of all, maybe Gruden, you know, there's not everybody in the whole world that's smitten by Tom Brady. I can recognize the fact that Tom Brady's wonderful on as a, as a quarterback, but do I want Tom Brady? No, I, you ask a million coaches and they'll tell you, would you rather win? And and you're gonna get you're gonna get arguments on both sides. Would you rather win with one or two superstars, or would you rather have a? Would you rather come to work and be just fired up to go to work to work with these with 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 a team that's full of guys that are ready to to run through a wall for you, and you can build up and see them develop. Man, they're gonna take the second choice every time. A superstar is a superstar. That's what you get when you hire a superstar. And you know what? Frankly, ladies and gentlemen, go back and check. The the Raiders franchise has a way of dealing with superstars. You know what it is? We say, goodbye. We get rid of them. We, we, ha- we have developed people that are outstanding players, but when you think you're bigger than the team, yeah, you're gone. You're John right. Gruden the first you're time. Right. Don't challenge right. Al. Don't challenge Al, and it's and it's and it's gone beyond that. It's don't challenge the franchise. You're why why would the Raiders go against everything that has ever been Raider and bring in a superstar? That's we traded Kenny Stabler. Yeah. You know, do I need to yeah. do I need to and run down Dave the Casper. list? Do I need to run yeah. down the list? Hello. That's a gr- we don't do that, boys and girls. That's Mosh. Give us some applause for that. Yeah. That's that is an incredible, salient point. And you're right. And, and and if anybody knew that, it was damn John Gruden. Because when you read any of these books that we got back here, uh, you know um, the the one behind the Raiders Shield, the one that our our our, our buddy Corcoran and and uh, and uh, Bruce Kebrick wrote. Um, yeah, that's exactly why John Gruden, because he tried to take power from Al, and Al said, you don't take power no. from me. Bye. I'll trade you for Warren Sapp. And like, you know what? And the Ra- and, and the, the Raider mystique, Frankenstein's monster killed Frankenstein. Okay? The Raiders organization said, Al, you've, you've built us. Now it's time for you to go, my friend. Yeah. You know, come on. The come Raiders, on. that's right. You're right. The Raiders are bigger than an individual. You're right. And that's a, it's such a great point. It is such a very, very good point. And you're right. Because it would be the Tom Brady show. And the Raiders are never going to be, about never going to be the show for one player. That's great stuff. And, and the so, son of a bitch fumbled. <laughs> All right. So here's what, here's what's interesting. 
So I loved your point also too about and and referencing the defense because here's what's okay. So because I brought up last week, I'm like I'm like look, I'm like this team wasn't going to win with Tom and Gronk anyways because the defense was so bad. The team, this team can win just fine. So anybody that's still longing for Tom Brady or any other whatever could have been, let's not for the let's not root for the Raiders that aren't. Let's root for the Raiders that are. The Raiders that are are this. Last year, the defensive ranks during our four-game winning streak to end the season to get us to the playoffs. Points allowed, 19.8. That's tied for ninth. That's a top 10 defense, folks. Come on. Yards per play allowed, 4.64. That's seventh. That's a top 10 defense, folks. Look, this is not a Derek Carr apology segment, but if you give Derek a decent-ass defense, maybe get a turnover once in a while, maybe get him good field position once in a while, he could score some effing points, and our Raiders can win just fine. We don't need anybody else. We already got what we need. We got us. If I could type, and, and I, I because my, my stuff is down over here, I can only read, I can't comment, but I would type in the chat, see my earlier comments about clickbait this deal supposedly right. happened three years ago yeah and we're just now bringing it up why are we just now bringing it up when the raiders well, are four now because dana white's just, a dumbass because, dana white, because, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Dana white, either way is it is it is this one more attempt at clickbait is this one more attempt at raiders contravesty is this Probably, one yeah, more yeah. attempt at let's we we can't have we can't have the bad boys being four and oh we can't have the bad boys being somebody. No, let's stir some shit in their world and 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 get their minds off. Yeah, love, sorry. Love Full Metal Mexican says, "Let Uncle Mosh go off the rails in his very own segment." <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Heck yeah! When you go, well, you know what? But it's just it's the truth, and appreciate those points. And I was trying to remember back here. So when we coach youth football, um, there was one that we used to say all the time, and it was, "We all we got, and we all we need." Like, or, you know what I mean? Like, that's it. Like, we, this is all we need. You know what I mean? Like, is, is, is who we have now. And so I'm so proud of where this Raider team is today. And again, I would encourage you, Raider Nation, let's root for the Raiders that are, not the Raiders that aren't. So speaking of the Raiders that are, and I also referenced earlier a little bit ago, I don't like to play comments from certain analysts because they're kind of jackassy and take runs at the Raiders. Ryan Clark is a former defensive back for the Steelers. He's got no love for the Raiders, but we featured Devontae Adams on his podcast last week, and now here he is, Ryan Clark, doing the day job at ESPN, and listen to what he says about the Raiders. This is crazy, man, this national media stuff having our back. We're not used to it. So like like Marcus says, so let's try to make a controversy about it. But listen <laughs> to this, man. Here we go, Ryan Clark, man. Let's talk specifically about that three-headed monster that we anticipate with Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, and Darren Waller. From the defensive perspective, how do you try and stop that? What would you do? Well, I think one thing is that churches are open during the week, right? You don't necessarily have to wait till Sunday until chapel to start praying. And so I think I think that's the first thing. Now, on the other side of it is, it's that's almost so like pick good. your poison. The one thing Josh McDaniels so has been credited for doing throughout his career in New England is morphing week to week to find the best matchup, to find the best possible way to attack their opponent. And I believe you'll see that this year. When Hunter Renfro has a one-on-one and the field is spread out, he's going to work inside the number. When Darren Waller, Darren Waller gets to play the number one, you're going to figure out, is this a corner that's matching him? Is it a safety? And any Devontae Adams matchup is a mismatch unless it's two of them. And so when you look at these things and you think about Derek Carr, and here's what I'm going to say. 
I was talking to the head of their PR, and he spoke about how much respect Derek Carr gained in the building last year wow. for the way that he led and for the way that he carried this team to the playoffs. People look at Derek Carr like he doesn't have talent, right? When, when, you, watch, when you watch a really good quarterback in the NFL, if there's no rush on him, footballs do not hit the ground. Now, you might make a play or somebody might drop the ball. It's going to be where it's supposed to be every play. And I got to watch Derek Carr practice, and I was like, yep, that's what it's supposed to look like. This dude is a top 10 <laughs> talent. On. Now he has these players around him along with Josh McDaniels. I agree with Tim. How long it takes to understand and master the offense is important, but when they do, they're going to be trouble and they're going to be difficult to stop. Swag Jeff. React. <laughs> it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Yeah. They better start praying. I mean, like we said all like we've said all offseason, man. You can't cover everybody. Someone's uh, can't double everybody. Someone is going to be wide open on every play. It's going to be so good. And you know what? And it's going to make our defense so much better. Because you know what? Got to. Because it's our number ones to. are going against their number ones every day at practice. And so, you know what? So I that's going to make our corners so much better. That's why we were able, and we'll, and we'll get to all of it. I'm I'm sure, can, can, but but you know, but that's why, but that's why it's okay to get rid of a guy like Trayvon Mullen because they've got, they've seen, you know, they've seen Nate Hobbs go against Hunter Renfro. They've seen yes. Anthony Averett cover Devontae Adams. So like they see all this stuff, and then oh, we did we didn't see Trayvon Mullen. So so you know, so see you bye so because well, these these are our guys and they're good. Well, we're gonna get to the to the to the final rosters here, but like you know, Mosh said a while ago when we saw Trayvon Mullen way down on the depth chart you know he's like if you're not available you know I'm not speaking again for you but you said if they weren't if you're not around and you're down you know what I mean and now he's gone you know so that, very interesting there so speaking of covering Devontae oh no Mosh you got something so I you know in the entire offseason and, and the talking heads that are getting paid are a lot more money than I've ever made the talking heads are all saying three-headed monster, three-headed monster. You know, you, you they're they're talking about our wide receiver and our tight end and blah, blah you know, and then and the Adams and Waller and Renfro. <clears throat> they need to double up on a couple of those guys. They need to focus on that. They need to do all that. You know why? Because we want to have Josh Jacobs. Running for two thousand yards this year. <laughs> hey, no, right. I'm serious. Yeah, go ahead and back up and cover. Are they? Are they? Are they gonna? Are they? Are they so stupid that they're that the whole world is focusing on Derek Carr's arm and forgetting about my running back, uh, forgetting about go. little Derek Henry? Are they really, really? Please focus on those three guys. Please drop back six people to cover them. Please do. And then watch how we go back to college ball, run, run right, run left, run center. Amen. You know, yeah, that's a great point. I mean, uh, until you guys, oh, well, we gotta, we gotta crowd the box. Oh, what does that mean? You're going single coverage on these three guys? Bing, touchdown Raiders! Yep. Hello. You're exactly point. You great. are exactly Hello. right. Well, you know, Jeff, you you that was one of your bold predictions early on was that Josh <laughs> Jacobs was going to have the biggest year of his career. Yeah, well, of oh course, he's going to read the benefits. But you know what? And maybe and maybe he won't have the biggest as far as statistical wise. But our running back room will have the best oh season that they've had in so many years. Oh because, yeah, because that's why they kept five of them. 
They kept five of them. Of yes. Jacob Johnson. Yes. Ya- yep, Jacob, they I kept, say. Yeah, Jacob Johnson. They kept, the they kept the him, oh. and you know, and and I'll, I'll give respect to him again when we talk about the the final fifty three. But I mean, but they kept Britton Brown. Like, let's go. Let's go, yeah, let's go man. Point. All these guys are gonna have such an amazing season. All right, let's get let's go. Let's jump into the next segment because I, I want to get us to the to the final fifty three. But before that, we're gonna have a little love fest around Devontae Adams. So let's hit an audio break here and then uh, talk about the the great number seventeen. Hey, Johnny. <laughs> hey, everybody. This is Johnny Spencer from the punk rock band Stringer. We haven't heard from him in a long time. And you're listening oh. to Raider Fan Radio with Murph and Uncle Mosh. Go Raiders, baby. He's so awesome. Hey, and before we jump into this next yeah, segment, yeah, I want to give respect to Big Bass Raider because we were cool. on a roll there and we weren't really t- uh, doing or whatever. He dropped a hundo. Oh, nice. hey, let's go, Big Bass. Yeah, yeah, man. Dropped a $100 bill in there. So thank you very, very much. Uh, if you tuned in late, which where the hell were you? Uh, uh, we're, <laughs> if you were hanging with out with that guy yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and Richard. Uh, but hey, so we're, we're, we're donating. <laughs> we're raffling off this signed Devontae Adams jersey with a certificate of authenticity get in the mix man every ten dollar donation it all goes to the one nation foundation we're we're doing good man we've had we've had 16 people donate tonight let's go let's keep it going man let's set a record let's go we appreciate all of you so very very much full metal mexican says oh that beautiful jersey well yeah with hearts in his eyes and yeah we all do like that's one of those ones where we get into the fan cave and i'm like yeah, maybe we should just make a little donation and just yeah, hang it yeah, up yeah. in here. <laughs> you don't know how bad it is. I was telling the wife about this, the, the whole LaMonica thing, and I'm like, you know, our house is paid for. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I probably did his last on-air interview. 100% we did. Yeah. There's, 100% there's we no did. no doubt about that. Yes. You know? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What a legend, and, and so mm. thankful to have got a chance to... Spend time with him, and not. To, I'm not going to go off the rails because I want to get in the next thing. But I do want to say one of my favorite things of last year was watching you and Daryl chop it up off mic. No kidding about fishing and just life in general. Mm-hmm. That was that was such an amazing, probably one um, of the greatest moments of your oh, you know absolutely. fan life. Absolutely, uh, I mean, holy yeah. cow! Yeah, for yeah, us to be able great. to sit back great. and see that. Yeah, that was incredible. That was incredible. Um, uh, Trinidad in there with a twenty dollars donation. Thank you, Trin. Hey, we appreciate Trin. you, Thanks, Trinidad. Uh, Full Metal Mexican says, surprise that ain't on your wall, Murph. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> but but it's uh, but we're here for a greater purpose, man. We're here, we're here to give money to the foundation, which, of course, uh, gives to the Bolitnikoff Foundation, which we, we, we will so proudly uh, re- uh, present a check uh, at the end of this year on your behalf, on the listening audience of Raiders Fan Radio and supporters of our nonprofit, the One Nation Foundation. All right, so the Raiders are, everybody knows the Raiders are 4-0. What? In the preseason. <laughs> first time in... So this is interesting. So first time in Raider history, we are undefeated in the preseason. First time ever, huh? First time ever. But wow. here's what got my... But I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, I know we were 4-0 in the preseason before because I'll never forget, ever. It was like in the early days of NFL Network, um, we, the Raiders were 4-0 in the preseason. Warren Sapp was on the on NFL Network, and he was talking about how important it was for the Raiders locker room to get accustomed to winning that because we had been losing. And so this was a way for the team to get accustomed to nice. winning. And it was like developing the culture. The Raiders are four and oh, okay. The Raiders won two games that regular season. <laughs> 
we got all the winning out of our we system. We got it all out of our system. And so it was interesting because I'm like, wait a minute. I thought we had gone 4-0 before. So I looked it up. So in 2006, the Oakland Raiders went 4-0 and then lost the last game. So technically, this is the first time we've ever been undefeated in the preseason. In preseason, gotcha. But we, gotcha. we have gone 4-1 before, and at one point we're 4-0 uh, in the preseason. But, yeah, so let's, let's hope that that history doesn't damn repeat itself. <laughs> but yeah. but um, one of the guys that's going to help us get all those wins this year, of course, as we've talked about so much this offseason, we've already talked about him so much tonight, is, uh, is, the, is Devontae Adams. And so the NFL 100, the top 100, if you've been following it, is uh, the best players in the league as voted on the, by the players in the league. Uh, we talked about Derek Carr making this list. We talked about Max Crosby making the list. We talked about Darren Waller making the list. Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I want to talk about how Hunter Renfro didn't make All that right, list. Say that real quick before we get into Devontae. Seriously. I, bu- bullshit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> NFL Network. <laughs> NFL players or whoever you are. Come on, man. You should have called Derwin James. <laughs> yeah, Derwin James at number two. Yeah, man. Come After on, Tom man. Brady, greatest players in the league, oh, Tom Brady, Hunter Renfro, according cow, to Derwin that's James. That's so damn stupid. So damn stupid. But, you know, so, but anyways, at least we got Devontae. We talked about it. We were like, okay, who's left? Who's going to be in the finals? We knew Devontae was going to be on the, on the short list. He was number six last year. He's number seven this year. He's by far the best wide receiver in football. And let's check in with NFL Network as they announce Devontae at number seven. Let's talk uh, Devontae Adams and many people. Number one. Number one. Best receiver. (laughs) Devontae Adams, touchdown! He's arguably one of the best in the game right now, if not the best. He's one of those guys he can do everything. They send him vertical. You know, single him up backside. They let him work all the different areas of the field. That's why he's one of the best in the business. Nine-yard touchdown hookup, and they have become the most productive touchdown tandem in Packers history. Love you, love you. And I feel like he's kind of at the elite level of every single one of those things you're asking a receiver to do. He's the best receiver in the league, and that's how he practices, and that's how he plays. Like, you better put... 11 on me to stop me. I'm just that guy. He wants to win every rep. Pro bowler on pro bowler. In my opinion, he's he's the best receiver uh, in the league right now uh, that I've covered. You almost got out on that too. I did. I pushed him and he grabbed my arm and like tripped me. A great throw and a great catch beats good coverage. Yeah. Hey. Just remember, you're deep, and you know where 17 is at all times. One-on-one coverage. I don't care who's not Devontae Adams. That ball is going out there. Obviously, he's good at everything. But to you, what makes him the best? Because he practices hard. He competes. Tatum won because he's competitive. No, I mean, he's not selfish. He's competitive. It's a big difference. He didn't inch back. He, you know, he stood he there. Stood he stood firm. He just stood there. He just stood the line, froze, so I just, <laughs> and just took off. I was really in the flesh with him, so I really got to see how he worked in person. Take a different animal. Devontae Adams became the first receiver in league history with 115 catches, 1,350 yards, and 11 touchdowns in back-to-back seasons. Three, two, one. He's all about the work. 
He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to show it on social media for him to be doing it. So I mean, it shows up week in, week out on the field. But you know he's doing something right in the off season and training. Lost it over the middle for Devontae. He's got it the fifty. Devontae Adams cutting left. Great job, Tay. A sensational grab on the right side. Sensational. Yeah. Rainbow's right side. Devontae makes the catch, and the Packers are in business. All, all, all day, bro. And he has some of the nastiest routes. Every route looks like he's going deep. Just his quickness and suddenness. I don't know who routes are better out of him and, and Cooper Cup. I don't know uh, both of them run some amazing routes. Who was that? I don't remember. I'm Shut up. <laughs> it's like he has a patience to it, you know, to where it's almost basketball on the grass. You can tell we played basketball. He loses a lot of his basketball moves on them boys. He doesn't give you a chance to... Get your hands on him. With respect to route running, where creating separation is the name of the game, Adams has indeed separated himself from his competition. He's faster than you think. He's deceptive speed. I didn't think he was that fast. But hey, he got me the one that I said, okay, I see the speed. Gets a lot of yak after the after the catch, man. He tends to shake and juke and all that. And nine times out of ten, he'll get you. Great yet subtle move after the catch. You can't sit in the chair with Devontae. He makes a lot of guys sit in the chair. I love that you can't sit in a chair with him. Like you can't sit back. How does you. 17 get that open? Like he had this one catch against Cincinnati. You gotta get that one on film. This was like a 50-yard bomb downfield where he split safeties. Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams. Safety went with a run read. Flat-footed. Devontae to stud and go, and that's all he needs. He just needs a little bit of space. So last that's a hell of a play. Don't interrupt me again. <laughs> we know it was a hell of a play. So last year, he's number six. Yes. If he'd have stayed where he was at, if he'd have continued to catch balls from Rodgers, if he'd have gone to Tampa Bay, and maybe caught balls from Tom. If he'd have gone to Kansas City and been a threat for the frog, if he'd have gone to L.A. <laughs> for the frog, I if, like that. If he'd have gone wherever La Grande is how the French say it. Oh! <laughs> if he'd have gone wherever he'd have gone, his number would have been where it should be, number one. But because he's a Raider, oh, instead of being brought up, to where he is, because arguably he's the best in the biz right now. Oh, no doubt. You know, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. He, instead of being where he needed to be, he was dropped down. He was penalized for the silver and black. He knows that. We know that. That's in his locker. Love it's it. up there. Love it. He knows. Love it. He knows. We won't have any number ones. And you we know, we never what? will. And we don't need them. <laughs> 
We don't need them. We em. don't need them. Yep, no, we absolutely. Yeah, he won't be punished, uh, punished in February when nope, he's holding when he's up Lombardi's trophy. Oh, trophies. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I totally. Know. Yeah, you know, and I, I just from you know, one Packer, from one former Packer to another former Packer. Absolutely, Vince's trophy to Devontae. How about yeah. that? Yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. man. You, yeah. you know, and and you hear you hear a guy like like uh, Derwin James talk about. I mean, because they were talking about that on the th- and and Devontae Adams told you himself, you know. When I get up there, I know kind of generally what route I'm going to run, but I don't know what moves I'm going to do. And yeah. yeah I, I got three. I, I got that. three for you. And I love you that press little... up against me, I got three. You stand back, I got three for you. And, and I take offense to what they said about, oh, he's doing he's doing basketball moves. No, he's not. He's doing wrestling moves because every wrestling move has a counter and a counter to that counter and yeah. a counter to that and counter. And you know what? And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll say this to you. He's not doing wrestling moves. He's not doing NBA moves. He's, he's doing, doing Devontae, Devontae Adams Adam moves. Yeah. Yes, you know no. what I mean? Yes. That, 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 one, that one jackass or whatever said, I don't know who it is. It's either Cooper Cup or it's Devontae. Adams. Oh, you know what? Up. Devontae Adams made Cooper Cup. Let's go, dude. Devontae Adams made Hunter Renfro. He's the master of route running. He's the route he running is. king. You know what? So you you know what's interesting yeah. to me, but like because you see him at the top of his not the top of his route, but like at, at the line of scrimmage, he does that little jump. And you see a lot of receivers will do that. That little jump. But there's something about the way, because of like what Jeff said, he's got it calculated. He's got three moves already. So it's like when he's in the, it's almost like when he's in the air in that stalled position, he's already figuring out which one of the three he's going to bust out. And so whatever you do, the one, like Mosh yeah. said, there's the wrestling movement. Boom. He's got, yep. it's, it's, yep. it's fascinating. It's chess, and like, man. It's yeah. absolutely chess. And it's fascinating. Is it like, you know, and like, it's funny, like with players on other teams, like, you see, especially a team like Green Bay, they're in prime time all the time. You watch a bunch of games. You watch, mm. you know who these guys are. You know all about. But then when they become Raiders, at, at, a, at the risk of overusing the term, you become intimately familiar with them as players. You start to like, at least for me, I start to watch film. I start to pay attention to this stuff. I'll watch them when, in, when NFL Network is replaying an old Packer game. I'll watch it just so I can see what Devontae's doing because now he's a Raider and I want to get familiar right, with what right, he's right, doing. Right. So we gain a different level of familiarity with these players when they start wearing the silver and black. And that guy is so freaking – you heard everybody say it uh, on, that, on that clip and otherwise. His release and what he does at the point of attack when he encounters a DB – it's magic. There's nobody else in the league that does that. Guys like Cooper Cup, guys like Renfro. I think about like, like who was that one wide receiver? Who was that one slot guy for the Seahawks? Was it James Baldwin that was a really, really good route runner for Russ back when they won that Super Bowl? Like, oh yeah, th- um, th- yeah, it was like Tyler Lockett and uh, yeah. and Doug Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. That's yeah. the guy I'm trying to think of. He was great. Like so, those guys, like they're they're almost like the. It's the crispness of their routes is what gets them open. Jerry Rice was like that. It was the precision of it. Not that Devontae doesn't have that precision, but because there's a there's a planned improvisation. He's got three or four moves in his head, and then he's just figuring out which one of them he's going to use in that moment. So there's a fluidity to him that's different. It's not the like bang bang like the. It's not that like I don't know. It's kind of it's it's crazy. But anyways, Devontae Adams is fascinating to watch, and um and, and so much fun, and we are so excited. Um and listen, he's we know he's the best. We'll call him the best, but he's not going to focus on whether he's the best or not. He's going to focus on winning a trophy. It's a bunch of Hall of Fame receivers that came through here. You know what I mean? The Tim Browns. Obviously, we just had Cliff going to the Hall of Fame. What keeps Devontae Adams hungry 
to one day be able to put on one Whole of those jackets well. Man, I just think about what type of company I'll be in, man. Like, uh, you know, and I and I know that I haven't I haven't hit my ceiling. Like, you know, I get I've gotten all the congratulations, you know, year after year for you know the the numbers and you know the accomplishments that I've gotten along the way so far. But I know that there's a better Devontae Adams out there, and that's who I'm chasing. I'm not worried about any other receivers or any, you know, and that's no disrespect to them, but. That's not the way I look at the game at this point. Like I used to care about people saying I'm a top top five receiver. You know, it start top ten, then it go top five, and then being the best. So at this point, like I'm I'm done making lists, like all of that. Like I don't even care about who who you know, because let's say I'm not. Like at the end of the day, it don't matter. Like they, that's not going to affect that that the way I go out there and play and the way that I attack the game. I attack the game like I want to be the best ever. So being the best in the game right now doesn't mean that much to me because I know where I am and I'm secure as a as a football player. That's so money, dude. That's it's good. it's what you want to hear, right? Like that's what you want to yeah, hear. Yeah, you know, he's not I mean, no player in the NFL is going to come out and be like, "Yeah, I'm the best. I know it." You know? I mean, he's he Unless your name's Waller. <laughs> well, well, you know, uh but you know, he doesn't have to say it, and there's a right. difference between between being cocky and being confident. Sure, sure, sure. But, you know, and I mean. He exudes that better than anybody. Totally. He is 100% totally. confidence, and there's nothing arrogant about He's him He's not here all. to be cute. He's here to ball out and play Whoa. ball. Let's go, man. Yep. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 455 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hi, this is AJ Cole from the Las Vegas Raiders, and you're listening to Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff on Raiders Fan Radio. Just win, baby. Uh, we appreciate you, Raider Nation. Appreciate everybody that's in the chat room tonight. Fabricator Gill, Franklin83, Raider Critique, Michelle Sweat, uh, Raider Shank is in there. Uh, Fabricator Gill says, I'm getting chills thinking of our future peeps. Absolutely, man. We, uh... That's it, it's going to be an amazing offense to watch this year, and thank you, Gil, for, Gil dropping that three hundred dollar donation in there, and we appreciate. And he's coming to Nashville, right? He's yeah, coming to Nashville. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, we got something for you in here in Nashville. Absolutely. We, whether you win this raffle tonight or not, we, we got something. for we you. We got something for you, man. We appreciate that so very, very much. Your kindness and your generosity, and everybody that's donated tonight, Jeff. You got an update for us before we get on to this next segment? Uh, yeah, Raider Classics donated ten bucks. Uh, I know Ebony, Ebony Graves has thrown in a couple more tens right there. So thank you, Mr. So, yeah, Ebony. we're we're rocking Speaking and rolling, of folks, man. We're hey, gonna see. Yeah, absolutely. So and I'm gonna flash this up at the beginning of every segment uh, here at Raiders <laughs> Fan Radio. We show this. And in between, and, and maybe in between, once in a while, and yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Uh, and, and Full Metal Mexicans in there. Every time I show it up, he goes, 
Oh, that jersey. Oh, that jersey. <laughs> well, hey, if you want this, every $10 donation gets you one poker chip. There is now 18 people that have donated tonight. And, you know, hey, we're we're getting close to, uh, getting close to you know, maybe kind of where we were last nah, week. We're starting to get about. close. So keep it coming, man. Let's set a record tonight. Let's do Why it, not? man. Why not? Why not? We, got, we got a little we got ways to go. We're going to run long tonight because we've got one more big segment to get to. And then we've got to see a fan. So hang in there with us, Raider Nation. We appreciate you so very, very much. Uh, also, if you're in that, uh, if you're in the chat room hit the like uh and then after the show if you wouldn't mind put a comment just in it press the damn button nerd. please put that just like erica just told you there and uh so definitely hit that button uh and and, and head back into to, to the uh to the comments there on the youtube and and put a comment in there that's gonna uh, really help us with the algorithm and which boosts our uh advertising opportunities and and you know frankly that generates money for the show and we've got some new advertising stuff coming up not only with direct sponsorships but also just ad reads and stuff that you're going to hear coming up on the show nothing invasive but uh hey man we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna support this one nation foundation any way that we can and run this thing up to uh to eight grand to, to donate to the bulletnikovs at the end of the year um all right so we got the final roster cuts happen you guys got the rosters in front of you there got the got the new rosters before i go to the guys here and ask about and we want to hear about you too chat room i want to hear about what you've got to what your thoughts were on the rosters um before i go to the guys I want to I want to throw this out there to you. I've got a trivia question. You know, you guys know I love to spring a trivia question on you once in a while. Okay. Oh okay. my gosh, here we go. So we'll start with with you, Swag Jeff. Okay. Okay. Shout out as much respect the Raider Den with a 1999 in there. Says love you guys, Raider Den. We love you too, man. And that is incredibly kind uh, for you to drop that donation. That 100% goes to the One Nation Foundation and gets you two poker chips uh, in the running for the uh, Devontae Adams jersey. And hey, for those of you that are out there, um, you know, look, it's it's amazing when we get these monster donations. But don't forget, we had in a night of monster donations. We had a, an item get one with a twenty dollar donation, so and it was like, a big item. And it was a big item, so don't feel like you, uh, you know what I mean. Like don't don't let that deter you. Uh, definitely throw in there if you can. If you can't, then we understand that too. And uh, just do us a favor and just like retweet us. You know, give us a thumbs up. All that. That's the only support we will ever ask you for or lobby you, uh, you for. Uh, and sp- speaking of that, Tyler Smith with a fifteen dollar <laughs> donation. We appreciate you, Tyler. Just can't wait for the season. Let's and go Raider Nation hashtag RFR. Thank you, Tyler Smith. That's incredibly kind. It looks like his profile picture. There's maybe him and his son uh, in a in a football uniform. There, he looks like he's got eye black on. So that's very right very on. Cool. Respect, respect. Appreciate you, Tyler Smith. All right, guys. So after all these cuts, Mosh, I'll throw it to you first. So after all these cuts that have happened in these roster spots, there are 14 players in chat room. I want you guys to play along. 14 players on this Raiders roster who played a game for the team at the Oakland Coliseum. Wow. Mosh, give me a few, and then we'll leave some room for Jeff there too, but how many of those could you think of off the top of your head there? Uh, I mean, obviously we're going to go with the biggies. You know, you're going to go. Now, they played as Raiders? As Raiders, yes. Thank you for that that qualification. As Raiders in the Oakland Coliseum. Okay, so you're going to go You're going to go, Derek. You're going to go Hunter. You're right. going to go Max. Right. You're going to go, uh, was Hobbs there? No. No? Okay, I'm out. Oops, sorry. <laughs> go, Jeff. Oh, Josh Jacobs. Oh, there, there you go. Josh Jacobs, great one. Yep. All right. So, All right, Swago. Uh, uh, let's see. We've got um, Colt Miller. Colton Miller is one, yes. Uh-huh. We've got, uh, I'm going to try to go without looking at the roster. Okay. 
Um, let's see. Let me give you a hint. We've got Darren Waller. Darren Waller. Good job. We've got um, we got two of their soundbites. Clee Farrell. Cleveland Farrell. Great one. Yes, you're correct. We've, we've got. Uh, Go ahead, Mosh Spinema. You just yeah, you go. Yeah, Cole, AJ Cole, hundred percent, and Trent Sig. Great yeah. job, Mosh. Yep. Yes, there you go. Uh, yep. Carlson, uh, Daniel Carlson is one. Correct. Yep. Yep. You guys um, are getting close. You guys are getting close. How, to how, get many, home. how many we got now? You got one, two, three, four left. You've got ten. Good uh, job, guys. Okay. All right. I gotta. I gotta look at. I gotta look at the roster now. Okay. Uh, fo- no, Foster Moreau. Foster oh, Moreau. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Of course. Three left. Um. Let's see here. There's one uh, that's gonna be tough. Oh, Jonathan Abram. Jonathan John Abram Abrams. is one. Yep. Good job. Got yeah. John Abram. I just think about that draft class pretty much. Yep, you can abs- nail that. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now it's gonna get tough. All right. Now so, it's gonna get tough. Okay. Give me a hint. So is the last two. I'll give you a hint. Is that somebody has nailed defense. it? And well, one of each. One one offense, one D. Yes. Okay. Somebody in the in the ag the chat room is killing it. They oh, just nailed them. Yep, chat room got it. You oh, guys got God. it? John Simpson? No. No. James? Yes. William Holcomb and Ron the Materator. Andre James is one and last. Give it up, Lencho. Give him some applause there. Wow, for John Hankins. Jonathan Hankins. Great job wow. there, Lencho. Yeah, that's That's solid. a tough one. I wouldn't have got that one. Shoot. I wouldn't have gotten Hank off, off the top I of didn't, my head. I didn't. Andre James Andre played James. in Oakland College. Yeah. He, ba- he backed up Rodney he backed Hudson. backed up Rodney Hudson. Yeah. Holy hell. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you guys did great. You guys rattled off 10 right off the top of your head. I think you got most all of them there. That is great a job. Of an what about our guy that lives here? I can't even make eye contact with you right now. Your <laughs> voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. You're good. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, we're really good, Uncle Mosh. You guys are really, really good. Um, so our guy Dolan Leavitt would have been one, but he didn't make the team. He's mwah, gone. Mwah, is he, is mwah, he, uh, mwah, practice mwah. squad is probably no. He gone. Gone, huh? He gone. See you yeah. bye. Yeah. See you bye. He had a good career. He had a nice yeah, little career. career. Yeah, I don't he know had, if he was, I, you know I was sign with anybody. Did Dolan Leavitt sign with anybody? Yeah, he's in freaking Green Bay. Oh, that's right. Because went Bisaccia. to go play with Basaccia. Yeah, so with with Basaccia. Oh, that's right, well, that's, yeah. you know what? That's good. For, good for him. Good, good for him. For, him. And, for sure. And uh, and I would say dollars to donuts. You see, Will Compton wearing a fifty-one in a green and gold. Forty years oh, old. Oh, I think so too. I think so. Yeah. At some point, week two or three. Yeah, you're Sam, ten. Yeah. yeah, you're ten. Engaged. Sam head to the yeah. frozen yeah. tundra <laughs> for sure. So. You, I think so. Uh, Kill Jada says, Uncle Mosh, you're the smartest person alive. Oh, <laughs> nice. I yeah. used to be when Jeff had that that soundbite. Oh, I do have it's it. still over there. Oh, he just gosh. never plays it anymore. You're the smartest man alive. There I just is. don't like to say it very much. <laughs> Jeez, wow. that's a hateful, Jeff. Why you oh. got to handle Uncle Mosh like that? Bring us down, Jeff. Bring us down. Murph, uh, what are you thinking? Murph, Swag, Jeff, and who's the third guy? <laughs> All right, so. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he plays for, this, for the green and gold. Yeah, why yeah, not? Because I don't ever want to see him in silver and black again. Uh-oh! Oh! Well, you'll have to tell him that face-to-face. I will. When (laughs) I hand him a signed picture of my chair. (laughs) (laughs) So for those of you that are coming to the Raiders-Titans game in Nashville, uh, for those of you that don't know, we are doing a joint tailgate with the Bussin' with the Boys cruise. So speaking of Will Compton, unless he's playing somewhere uh, and on, a, on an active roster, aside from that, we'll be, uh, he'll be there. Uh, with what, the, what jersey will he be wearing? Oh, he's all Raiders. Oh. Actually, I'll tell he, you. He said I'll, he was going to root for the Raiders. Well, I'll tell you exactly what he's going to be wearing, and I ordered mine today. And listen, I'm not trying to shill other people's merch, 
but they've got boys shirts and they did last year new with one. the new one just released and it's it says the boys and it's got like well las vegas thing and it's a skull with cross swords and lightning all the way around it yeah, it's, it's freaking yeah, no. yeah, right. yeah i got a couple of those coming too you, 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 you'll, you'll, you'll see a, a couple for everybody in your family you'll see yeah, us, yeah why not yeah you'll see a sporting out on this show for sure and, and so yeah they, they those guys do have great merch i gotta give them uh respect for that and totally. speaking of merch head to raidersfanradio.com slash gear and hit the t public link and buy some of our merch because Anything that you buy on the T Public site, we get a kickback. Doesn't cost you anything extra. So if you are coming and you want to sport some Raiders fan radio gear, or if you just want to wear Raiders fan radio gear at any time, if you want to have Mosh's visage branded on your chest, go there and buy a damn shirt. And one hundred percent of the proceeds that we get goes to the One Nation Foundation. And oh, my visage. Yep. And your visage. We're all about visages around here. All right, so um, one visage you will not see in, in, uh, around the Raiders anymore is that of Alex Leatherwood. And um, so, <laughs> man, so. Thank you. So, Thank you. Wow. It's time. Wow. So, okay, listen. So, no one is safe in this regime. No and one... I love that. You know what I mean? Like, they're not going to put up with any bullshit no matter when you were drafted, no matter when you were drafted, no matter how good you used to be or in college or pro or whatever. If you ain't cutting it, then so you get cut. You, you're so gone. Much, so do you think, and I, and I know he's been on the hit list for four years, but the fact that, that Leatherwood is gone and Klee is still there. Where, where, well, how does that work? You know, I know that that's got to make Q's head explode. Well, there's, I think that, well, and you could, it's kind of the same argument because, okay, so Alex Leatherwood has value in the run game at guard. We've, we've seen him do well yep, there. Yep. We've seen Clee Farrell do well against the run game on the defensive side of the ball, whether at what defensive end or whatever edge now they call it, or even when he kicks inside. So it's kind of the same thing. But when you think about it, Clee's at the end of his run. So like Klee op, like basically occupies a depth position for very little money, right? At this point, because he's, at he's the end decent of run run stop. So yeah, where Alex Leatherwood, like, do you want to spend any more time trying to develop him? Where and you've got more way more runway because you've got a four year run still on his contract. So it's like if you're going to keep him around, you're going to keep him around for the length. Where Cleveland Farrell's likely gone unless he just balls out this year for some reason. Well, None of us would expect. okay, now that that says to me. They're looking at different schemes. That's 100%. what it said to me. It well, says the scheming that they're planning on doesn't include Leatherwood's skill sets, but the scheming that they're planning on for defense includes the skill set that Klee brings. Absolutely, so, because you can I like, kind of like that. Well, because that's the thing that Patrick Graham runs this highly versatile defense. You got to have players moving around all over the place based on matchups. So, can you move? Clee Farrell into a position on the defensive line to where he has a competitive matchup. Right, right. You can't do that with Alex Leatherwood. You're not moving him around on the line. Yeah, you can kick him into guard. Or yeah, you can put him out of tackle, but he's a liability. So where Clee Farrell can basically just like you could take advantage of that skill set specifically based on whatever that certain alignment or matchup is. So that's a great point, Mosh. You know, and so it's it, look, it's it's sad to see the young man go. I'm thankful that the bears picked him up because they save us yeah, six saved million us bucks yep. on the freaking not only in the dead cap but on the actual cash itself the raiders don't have to pay that six million dollars so that's going to be a huge benefit to us so no harm no foul other than the fact that you lose a first round draft pick 
I wish him well, man. And I that, mean, I, you, you know, know, and you bring up you bring up his first round draft pick. So I just I just almost contradicted myself on what I said. Where it doesn't matter where you were drafted, when you were drafted, whatever, whatever. If you're if you suck, then you're gonna get cut. But uh, you know, I think that if Alex Leatherwood was maybe a fourth round pick last year, then they might have kept him around and developed him. But when you draft an offensive lineman in the first round. That's a plug-and-play guy. You don't need to develop a guy like that. You just say, you go block. You go do your thing. We drafted you in the first round. We're going to pay you a ton of money. Go out there and do your damn job. Do what job. you do. Yep. Do yep. your job. Protect this quarterback. Don't be a turnstile. Don't, you know, don't let the quarterback get sacked. And as a number, and as a first-round offensive lineman, you're not going to do that. And so, you know, so they figured, you know what? Why try to develop this guy? He was a first-round pick that, you know, from Gruden to Mayock, that was their last first-round pick, and clearly it ain't working. So, see you, bye. Well, and I think that it's also, too, it's a testament to Jermaine Illuminor that he's playing pretty good. I know he's – look, I know that – I'm not going to sit here and tell you that any of these players have balled out at this at that position in the preseason – We've seen, but we've seen consistency to the play. We've seen some dips. We've seen some valleys, but we've seen some sustained peaks as well. Uh, with J- Jermaine Illuminor and our and our new young man, the entire draft class makes this roster. So Thayer Munford is is that's your developmental guy. That's the guy you're going to invest in. You're totally. not going to invest in Alex Leatherwood because clearly they don't don't have see enough talent there to totally. invest in. So Munford, a seventh round pick. It, again, it doesn't matter where you get picked, and these guys don't care. Ziggler doesn't care because he didn't draft him. Josh McDaniels don't care because he didn't draft him. They didn't draft Josh Jacobs. They didn't draft Jonathan Abram. They didn't draft any of these guys. So they're going to focus on the guys that they did draft, and and they think that there's some talent there. So here's what, what you know, I've been an apologist for Leatherwood, and I've been an apologist for the time needed, and I've said, like, you know, hey, look, let's, give, let's be patient. Like, it takes time. you got to develop, and you got to, like – but when you don't develop, and frankly, you recede, and there's all these kind of uh, comments now that now it's like Alex Leatherwood, his mental game was off. Like it wasn't because, like you mentioned, well, Masha, too- a few years, like a few weeks ago, he's big, like size wise, speed, agility, like he's got all the all those things, the athleticism. But mentally, what we're hearing now, the reports are he lost his confidence because he was getting his ass kicked in practice, and then it showed up in the game. And listen to this, these comments. Well, he was a meme connoisseur. Oh, my gosh. He had over a 1,000 memes in his phone. He was busy looking up memes. He wasn't watching film. He wasn't doing the right things. That's what, the, that's what like, literally the NFL network description on was. Yeah, was when he was him. drafted. Mm-hmm. He was, he's considered a meme connoisseur. Oh, that's nice for him. Jeez, is that like a, a gravy sommelier? <laughs> that's exactly, <laughs> that's what, exactly it what it is. Yeah. <laughs> he's a meme sommelier. Um, <laughs> a sommelier, sorry. Sommelier. A sommelier. Um, we had a fancy-ass sommelier at the Bellagio, by the way, when we were out there for the draft. We went and had dinner at Lago, looked oh, out the good Bellagio fountain. Yeah, I was going to say, Good yeah. for you. I had toots for dinner. Yeah, <laughs> I had yeah. chilies. Yeah, okay? <laughs> Hit the crickets button. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool when you get a sommelier. Yeah. Dunkin' Donuts Ow! had a sale. Sommelier this. Look what Big Raider Trucker did. Let's go. Hey, hey, hey Big Raider Trucker. $50 donation to the One Nation Foundation. We won't boo that at all. Heck no. Thank you, Miliano. We appreciate you. 131 of you are watching. Big Raider Trucker dropped that, and only 84 of you have hit the like button. Come on. Hit the like. Hit the hit, like button. Hit the subscribe. Just press the damn button, nerd. Don't do it for us. Do it for the One Nation Foundation. That's, right. That's what it's all about. All right. So, um, okay. So, during this last game, uh, 
Matt Millen is calling the game. Okay. okay. So it's Matt Millen, Beth Moens. And I was at the game, so I didn't listen to it. Oh, yeah. were you were you in Vegas? Uh, yes. Yeah, I, I love I love what you're about to play. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so d- did I mention I was in Vegas watching yeah. the game live? Was this right after the uh, Somalia? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So just a um, few days before we whipped your ass on live <laughs> on live YouTube. <laughs> so anyway, so I heard about this uh, after the fact um, after I got home from Vegas. Um, and so, but this is great. So this is Beth Moens, Matt Millen, and Rich Gannon calling the game. And listen to Matt Millen. It, Matt Miller, I love as an announcer. He was great as a a Raider. I love him as an announcer. Not so hot as a Lions GM, uh, 0-16. But but this is is amazing. He starts to go in on Leatherwood, and then he pulls back. And then listen to how he pulls back on this. This cracks me up. Trying at the right side there. See, Leatherwood gets... Leatherwood's... Not good. (laughs) (laughs) He's... Not yeah, good. good. <laughs> <laughs> Is that eligible for the sister? Right? That's so good. Oh, wait, I missed it. Here we go. Not good. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Not, uh, good. not good. No, he's not. not yeah, he's not good. All right. So, anyways, uh, yeah. So, good luck to you, Alex Leatherwood, and uh, have fun. Yeah. <laughs> Actually,. <laughs> Uh, uh, thoughts and prayers to Justin Fields. We'll just say that the quarterback that Alex Leatherwood will be protecting Ooh. from the right side. Um, yeah, going to be a rough year in Chicago. But anyways, um, all right. Next up, let's go to. I love the Pat McAfee show. Huge fan of Pat McAfee. If you're a wrestling fan, you love Pat McAfee. Sure, he's actually pretty good freaking wrestler, man. And yeah, um, he does pretty good. He does pretty. He holds his own. He holds his own, absolutely. And so, uh, and he's got a great podcast. And of course, the Pat McAfee show. It's actually like a live thing now. But anyways, they dug in on this. Not only Leatherwood, but the Raiders, uh, all of the cuts and the roster moves here. So let's check in with those guys. Uh, the Raiders are waiving former first-round pick Alex Leatherwood, per source. They tried to trade him to everyone, got 32 no's. Ian Rappaport kind of burying Sheesh, Alex Leatherwood here wow. a little bit. Oh, yeah, so let me, let me say this. So uh, Ian Rappaport puts out a tweet, and he says, the Raiders uh, offered Alex Leatherwood to all teams in the NFL and got 32 no's. Oh, <laughs> like that's such a like subtle like that's a swag Jeff passive aggressive dig. No yeah. kidding. Everybody said no to Alex Leatherwood. We can't wait to not have him on our team. <laughs> yeah, but no reason for that. Recently drafted Alex Leatherwood, twenty twenty one, number seventeen overall. Uh, played him at guard last year. Drafted him as a tackle. Uh, yeah, that's out of Alabama, big boy. So this is similar to what we were chatting about earlier with new regime. It is very easy to accidentally say, hey, we have no loyalties to you. So if you're not holding up your end of it, you are being judged exactly how a fourth rounder is being judged, a seventh rounder is being judged, because we've been given the green light by the owner here to build this how we see fit as opposed to the last group. Let's assume he gets picked up. I don't know how many first round offensive linemen end up as free agents in the world that we live in today. But it is something that new regime, new look, new feel. No, I don't want to say no loyalty, but but really, honestly, less than in any other situation. And this was, I remember this pick. This was a, this was a big reach yeah. that every, everyone was talking about. At uh, I think Gruden made, and yep. um, yeah. you know he flamed out of this spot. But you know, first round talent, so he was at least a second, third round on some people's board. I would assume. So hopefully he lands on his feet. But um, wow, 
They still that, that's fully guaranteed though. From they have to the uh, eight uh, seven point nine million against their cap. Jesus. Is what they have to take. So they're gonna have to pay him one to move on. Ari Mirov started tweeting about uh, Raiders' oh, wow. first round picks from two thousand nineteen to twenty twenty one. Uh, Jonathan Abram in 2019, fifth year declined. Josh Jacobs, 2019, fifth year declined. Uh, Klein, f- uh, f- Clellan? Yeah. There's another reach. Fifth year declined. Clemson. Damon yeah. Arnett cut. Henry Ruggs III cut. Alex Otherwood cut. This is very much a, uh, hey, I don't understand what was promised to you in the past and what you're supposed to be, but if you ain't doing what we need you to do, or if you're even questionable on doing it, we are going to move on and, and kind of put our fingerprints on this program all over it. Now, it. Mike it. Mayock will be remembered as a guy, I think, whose draft picks did not, you know? Right. Yeah. But he could say he could say Gruden made those yeah. draft picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. everybody was saying yeah. at the time, Gruden right, as Gruden's in charge of everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's tough with Colin Farrell, especially because they reached for him and then they took Crosby in mm. the second or third round, and he was, you know, wrong. A, basically. Fourth. Yeah. Absolute stud. Yeah. Moving on from people is a lot easier if you're the new GM. All right, here's what I'm going to say about it. I'm just going to – we got to get moving, but I'm going to tag this at least. With the, the Mike Mayock throwing Mike under the bus, I disagree. John Gruden called the shots on the early picks. Mike Mayock drafted Max Crosby. Mike Mayock drafted Hunter Renfro. Mike Mayock is the, is the guy that got you those players. Don't you agree, Mosh, that those, those high-round picks that we missed on, that was freaking Gruden. Okay, so let's just, let's just, let's just call it – what it is, Gruden's low-hanging fruit right now. Let's sure, just, let's sure, just blame everything sure. on Gruden. Everything. everything mean, everything's Gruden's fault. Everything's Gruden's fault. It kind of is, though. Well, it, it, he... it, it, it kind of is, but had it had it panned out, ha- had things turned another way, you know, we still couldn't. We still couldn't. Right now, it's not politically correct to, to sing his accomplishments. So there was some accomplishments. There was some good things, but anything that goes wrong, it's low hanging fruit. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna call him out on everything. And you know, uh, he and Ma- he and Mayock were a team. You know, I, I know that I, I, I've heard the story. We've talked about it on here where he had to show he had to show Gruden the films, and he had to convince him on Renfro, sure. blah 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 blah. But come on, I think we're piling on. Okay, it's just like when you, it's just like when Tristan and and, and Vinny used to fight, <laughs> and, then they, and then they'd come to me. And Vinny'd say, Tristan did this. Or, and I'd say, Tristan, stop it. And then he'd go, yeah, Tristan. And then I'd say, don't pile on. Don't pile on. Quit it. He knows he did wrong. You know, you know come on. All right, quit, well, here's piling here, on. Well, okay. All right, I fair, get sick of that shit. All right, that's a fair point. I think the difference to me, though, is that it, it, as these things come out, we realize that Gruden was the ultimate power in the Raiders' organization in terms of football decisions and so if you're going to be the ultimate power you got to absorb if you're the guy on point you got to absorb that criticism sure. i'm sorry like I, I, you got to absorb the criticism and 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 you have to pass the glory and that's what a good leader does amen and and you know uh, uh, there was there was some good things and i don't i don't care what anybody okay. says there were some good things that came out of the good the gruden regime and people either loved him or hated him and the ones that didn't like him didn't like him forever but there was there was some things that were that were decent, and you know I think that I think that through his regime got us back on the track we need to be 100%. to where we are now. So uh, uh, you know, I'm sorry, I, no, I, I agree. Just, yeah, I just I, I get I get just get it's at nauseum the, the Gruden's let it go, let it go. Fair Let's enough. not worry about the past. Let's move on.
Well, the, and that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. The, 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 the current regime is clearly moving on. Who gives on a the shit bet. who drafted him? Let's move on. They're moving on. If he ain't doing the job, see ya. Goodbye. That's absolutely Call true. Call Chicago. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so the good news is I mentioned that uh, it's not so much an indictment maybe of, of Alex Leatherwood. Maybe this is an encouraging position on a guy like Jermaine Illuminor, uh, or even uh, we talked about Thayer Munford, but let's focus on Jermaine Illuminor for a minute because he's a freaking Englishman. And so honor our buddy, Paul, Paul, I'm sure Paul would love to hear some good old fashioned Jermaine Illuminor discussion. So let's check in with Jermaine as he talks about taking this season a little bit more serious. What a great the game. clean slate was especially good for me because I feel like the last five years of my career, I kind of just wasn't as serious as I should have been, whether it was nutrition, weight, mentality, like I wasn't all in. And, you know, Josh coming knowing who I was and who I am, um, has, I've benefited a lot from that. You know, just being able to recreate myself this year, recreate the type of player I am and person I am has been really good for me. And then to have him and Dave here and just, you know, just show me how confident they are in me and what I can do and just keep pushing me forward has been really dope. I love that, man. I love to hear that that comments from the young man. He talks about how last week we heard, heard him talk about how Max uh, has has motivated him and pushed pushed him to be better. Yeah. And uh, just so great stuff there. And look forward. Hey, man, I, I thought he's played great this preseason. I know he fell off a little bit in, in, in game three and, and even a, a, a tinge in game four, but... Man, but not big swings. Like, I, I think he's going to be solid uh, while we develop Munford. All right, but here's so here's my favorite uh, Illuminor comment of the week. Here he is talking about it's not Jacob, it's J A K O B, but it's Jacob. So here you got a couple of Europeans. Aww. You got a couple of Europeans. There's a little bit of a rivalry there. So, Paul, our good buddy in Shropshire, uh, Mississippi, otherwise known as the UK or England has been taking on international incidents and on the front lines for us against the French. He is our ambassador. He is our ambassador for our RFR ambassador. Well, guess what, Paul? You might have to take on the Germans, too. Come on. You and Jermaine. There's no Jacob love there. is jealous that I'm from the great country of England, and he is from the second or third best, that's probably third best country of Germany. <laughs> Saying that because I'm on camera. It's, you know, never I've never been there, but I think he always wanted to be English. And so, you know, I don't know what the E in Germany, what schnitzel, what schnitzel? <laughs> like fried chicken, like, they call it schnitzel. And what do they call wieners over there? Wien, like, I don't even know. Like, and the beer isn't, you know. The beer's, beer's the best. England, Sorry, you know? bro. He said he loves English food. He just doesn't want to admit it. I think Yawk has the worst taste in everything. <laughs> everything. You know, TV, food. Clothes, shoes, <laughs> hair. I mean, honestly, his hair was, you know, no, don't even get me started on his hair in New England. That was just, you know. But, um, yeah, I, I think he's just jealous that I'm from England and he's not, and I have a cool accent and he doesn't, you know. So, <laughs> I don't know, you know, you kind of make, you know, not everyone likes you. Sometimes you got to roll with it and, you know, yuck is yuck. <laughs> sometimes no one sometimes no one likes you and you just gotta roll in. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Love that, man. Great stuff there oh, from Jermaine Illuminar. So you know, one of the themes of this offseason too, Swag Jeff, has been the buddies. There's yeah. all these buddies. Yeah. Ziggler and, and McDaniels and 
Carr and and Devonte and uh, Max and Chandler. Yep, sounds like we got another buddy. I love uh, it. I love, I love the going. guy. I love the boys chopping it up, man. That that's so cool. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, what what more do you want? You want these guys vibing and connecting on personal levels and hey, stuff man. like that. I mean, come on. That's good stuff. Come on. So, hey, so before we move on, yeah. uh, to, I, I do want to – so I, what, is that the end of our uh, a roster segment? Because I, I wanted to ask you guys something. Okay, I wanted well, to – okay. Yeah, no, you go. go. You go. No, you go. No, you well, go. I was going to ask you one more question. Okay. I did want to ask you boys uh, about what you thought – about the final 53. If okay. there was yep, any, yeah, that's where I was going to. So if there were any surprises or, uh, and I'll give you, I'll sell mine. On, I'll, I'll give you mine and then I'm going to throw it to you guys. So when I joined Silver and Black today, post game, when I was in Las Vegas, when I saw the Raiders beat oh the Patriots God, this last here week. We go again. So I joined uh, the, uh, Scott Gobranson and sure. Mo Moten. Uh, it was actually, it, was, it real, was so cool. Oh, well, thank you. It was really fun joining them from the stadium, from our seats. Like, yeah. it was great. Poor Valerie is sitting there holding the damn camera the whole time. I'm like, <laughs> but um, it was it was great, man. And so I joined. Poor Valerie had to sit through a game at Allegiant. No, no, no. She was holding the camera the whole, <laughs> no, during, our, during my segment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I anyway. thought it was a tripod. She's got steady hands, bro. She's got steady hands. She's got the steady hand. Moving right along. So, um, <laughs> hey Ah, stop it. All right, so, um. <laughs> Don't swag Jeff me. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Okay. So, um, so anyways, one day, they, they, so Mo asked me the question. He goes, is there anybody on the fringe of the roster that, uh, that you would like to see that you think is going to make the team? And I said, well, Luke Masterson, number yes. 59, had a great game. He had an interception and he had a tackle for loss. The Raiders were were pretty thin on the depth chart in terms of linebacker, and I said, "So Luke's my guy." So sure enough, Luke Masterson makes the team. So congratulations, yep. respect, respect. Undrafted free agent out of Wake Forest, um, he's going to back up Jayon Brown, and for all looks of it, pretty versatile, pretty much a, a ball hawking linebacker. Like going to be going to be you know a, totally a totally like you know developing player. But anyway, so shout out Luke. So that was when I was very pleased to see. Um, anything that you were glad to see or any, any shockers swag Jeff? Yeah, absolutely. So, so kind of going in your direction too. I said it last week on the show. I was really hoping that Britton Brown still had a job, yes. uh, you know, and, and it's just so I, I love, I love a good story. I love a good football story, a good sports story, especially when it involves my favorite team in the whole entire world. Uh, I love that, you know, Luke Masterson, an undrafted guy, and Britton Brown, our last pick in the draft, a seventh-round guy, makes the final 53. I think that's amazing. Much, much respect to him. And he, and he busted his ass. He deserves it. He deserves it. Now, it was uh, it was surprise. I mean, I, I was also sad that uh, that we that we cut Van Valdenberg just because I love saying that guy's name, <laughs> Van Valdenberg. But but it was a shock. So does Jakob Johnson. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, but I you know I do think that it, it was very surprising to me to see Keelan Cole get cut. I I mean, and I love that we kept DJ Turner. Love that, and because that, that was another guy that I he was another guy that I thought, ah, you know, he's a great guy, he's a good player, but you know, probably going to be a practice squad guy. But you know, but to see them keep a guy like him and and cut Keelan Cole, like if our team is good enough to cut Keelan Cole, like we're doing yes. pretty good. We're doing pretty good. Good, good call, Swag. We Jeff. could only Love have it. two guys on the team. We named Cole though. You well, know, that, we that is true. AJ and Quintanilla. Uh, but you, mine was uh, uh, Isaiah Palomalo. 
Oh, yeah, okay. out of USC. Okay. I love that they kept him. I think this is going to be the future right here. I think this is a guy that they don't have to change his game set. I think he's a stud. Nice, and, Mosh. And, and Good I, one. I think, I, you know, yeah, he's special teams and blah, blah, blah. But you know, I think this is a guy that's gonna that's gonna learn from from when you when you see people playing in front of you like Abrams and, and you know stuff like that. This is gonna be a guy that's gonna be the future for us, and I like him. I like that they kept him. I love it, Mosh. That's a great call there. And you know, like like Will says, you know, you make your freaking you, you make the team on teams when you're when you're an undrafted guy or you're a low round sure. guy. Like you got to make your place on special teams. Like that's where you have to make your money. And and so and if you can earn your roster spot by making on special teams and then look look what Don Levitt did. That's right, a, you right, brought him right, up. Right, totally. That's right. a perfect example. He made his mark on special teams, yep. worked his way into eventually a starting job for a hot minute. Um so yeah, absolutely. So great stuff there. And yeah, and I like the DJ Turner call out, Jeff. I mean, he had he had a few great plays. Um and it just speaks to how how deep our wide receiver room is. Between wide receivers, running backs, and tight ends. Like we loaded, fellas. Like I mean, you know, I'm, I mean, I don't know how you can not be excited about it. I mean, I, I still think there's a probably a little bit of a um, a, a challenge on, on on the defensive line. I don't feel great about the way that um, you know. Of course, we got Andrew Billings and B, uh, Bill Al Nichols, and you know, we could talk about Big Hank. You know what I mean? So like, we've got some interior players, but those feel like a drop off to me from Solomon Thomas and Quentin Jefferson of last year. Those guys played fantastic. Both those guys did excellent, excellent job up front. But that said, you may not need those guys because, like Masha said so frequently, if you got Max and you got freaking Chandler Jones coming off the edges, they're going to catch double teams. That should just allow for those guys in the middle to suck up blocks and freaking blow up the middle. So, so we'll see where this thing goes. But uh, anyways, great, great stuff there. You guys got anything else on the roster? Or let's get to the CF fans. Uh, did we on. talk much about Trayvon Mullen? No, no, no touch it. Hit it. You know, a lot of people. So I, I saw people are going bananas on Twitter. You know, I, I what? What a shocker. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. You know, so I saw somebody and I can't remember who it is or I would have called him out in the sea of Pentejos. Uh, he said <laughs> he said that that trading Trayvon Mullen was more impactful and hurts more than the Raiders trading Khalil Mack. Huh? That's what I said. Huh? What? What you How mean? Does that make any damn you mean sense? the five games that Trayvon Mullen played for us? Yeah, right. I called this out weeks ago. I'm not saying that I'm Swagstradamus or whatever the hell you want to call it, but you know I've kind of been out on this guy for a minute because when he plays, he's good. But I can't remember the last game that I watched him actually play where he didn't get hurt. Whether it right, was right, whether right. it was he got hurt and came back a few series later, or he just got hurt and was out for five games or whatever. Like he was really reckless with his helmet. He would go in for, you know, helmet to helmet yeah, hits yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. He's just a damn knucklehead and doesn't know how to take care of his body. And so, I mean, all Ooh. these people, oh, I, you know, a second round pick and we get a, a conditional seventh, maybe a sixth. I say see you bye. I don't miss him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sorry. And hey, and in this organization with this front office, any of us could get traded for a conditional seventh round pick, apparently. But I think they're building draft capital. I think that this is where this is like, if you think about, and I'm going to shut up, I'm going to say this real quick, and then I want to get into the sea of fans. What does Bill Belichick, to me, do more brilliantly than anybody else in the NFL? He builds value. Yes. He will jettison a player while they still have value to retain draft capital. 
whether it's, you know, he did it with, with I don't know, all the different defensive backs that he's had and Richard Seymour and all, all these players, he's gotten rid of them while he could still get value in return. And that's how come the Patriots churn out competitive teams year after year after year because they've always got trade value there. They've always got draft capital, and then they go out and nail it in the draft, and the next thing you know, they're in the AFC Championship game. So, like, that's the model and that's what Ziggler and McDaniels are doing now. So, yeah, you're right. And so I think all these conditional sevenths and people look like, well, what are you going to do with that? I don't know. Draft Britton Brown? Draft Thayer Munford with it? Draft mm-hmm. guys that are actually going to make the team with a seventh-round pick? We'll take that. Absolutely. You know, it's, it's like buying a car. You know, you, you drive the car off the lot, you lose $1,000, but you're driving a really badass ride for two years. And then you trade it in and do it again. Yeah, trade it and do it again. Trade it, you know. Absolutely. Trade in them rookie contracts. Absolutely. All right, let's get to see a fan's mailbag. Muchacho. You want to come read? There he is, fading, looking, looking, looking. He's under the gun. He's tied, he's thrown. It is. Daniel Mangus, you go first. I got William Holton here. Okay, you got him? Here. You guys, you, you two do it. We got it. The two Mark Edwards, you handle it. All right, so here in the Sea of Fans mailbag, we appreciate you joining us. Everybody that is in the chat room tonight, Raider Nick, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, William Holcomb, Greg Abram, uh, Raider Shank is in there, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, Ray Matheson. Uh, let's see, who else we got in there? Paul is in there. Buddha's in there. T3 Sports Guy is in there. We appreciate all of you so very, very much. We appreciate all the donations that have come in tonight uh, to win that uh, signed Devontae Adams jersey. Hey, we are, we are $40 away from a milestone. Let's let's do it. We're, we're still a little bit away from the all-time record, but uh, we're 40 bucks away from four digits. So oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's get over 1000 bucks tonight. That would be amazing. And, uh, and yep, Full Metal Mexican says, oh, that jersey again. <laughs> so yeah so here in the sea of fans mailbag you can contact us two different ways and listen we appreciate your your twitter messages and your instagrams and the facebook's and all that but if you want to make sure we're going to get your message or your picture or anything else that you send us send it via email uh, or call the show and so if you call the show it's 909-345-3346 that's when we play your voicemails or you can email the show Show at RaidersFanRadio.com. That incredibly inventive and well-thought-out email address is show, S-H-O-W, at RaidersFanRadio.com. Send us an email. You're we such would, a dork. <laughs> we would love to hear from you. And uh, so to kick off the email segment, let's throw it over to the legendary Uncle Ma. All right. Hey, I'm going uh, to go out of order a little bit. I need to get this to Raiders Shrank because he's got homework. Okay. <laughs> Hello, Murph, Mosh, and Swag Jeff. First off, I'd just like to apologize to Murph for making the recreation uh i'm sorry the recreation i I need the homework the recreation (laughs) of Mahomes so long but swag jeff was spot on with what i was trying to say tariq can you hear me (laughs) anyways let's talk about some more news there have been some rumors swirling that the patriots want to trade isaiah win their right tackle he earned a pff grade of 74.9 i know we hate the pro football fools but win is a lockdown pass and run blocker the problem with trading him is that the pats picked up his fifth year option which hurts his trade value a bit but i think that if we if we trade for win we'd be a trillion times better than leatherwood or parker now 
Let's talk about something more serious. The NFL is claiming the Raider Nation coach, John Gruden, kept sending derogatory emails while he was our coach. I don't deny that, that, that what Gruden said in his email was wrong, and it was unacceptable for him to say that. But in my opinion, the NFL is just making baseless claims to try to stop Gruden and his attorneys for searching the, the commission and his staff. This hit job by the NFL was most likely just an attempt to try to ruin the legacy of the Raiders. <laughs> like, that's new, right? Well, all that did is just make us better. We just capped off the preseason with a win against the Patriots, but with Matt Patricia and Joe Judge running that offense, did we really expect to lose? Also, this is the first time in Raider history that we've gone undefeated in the preseason. Luke Masterson, Tashawn Bauer, and the two rookie running backs that were the best players in the game. I've been really impressed with Tashawn Bauer. He had five sacks this preseason, which led the NFL. I think we keep him and stash him on the practice squad because I know he'll be good. There has also been news that the Packers want to trade for Darren Waller. Waller has missed almost all practices, fired his agent, and is reportedly looking for a new contract. God, if Waller is traded this season, I will literally cry. When you have one of the best offenses in the league, why would you want to trade a big chunk of that offense away? I say don't do it. I don't think they'll trade him, but I do think that next season will be a big deal contract-wise. That's all for me. I hope everyone is doing well. As the regular season approaches, we will be looking to dust away the blue and yellow dust that the L.A. Superchargers... Ah, what the hell is even a supercharger? A (laughs) next-gen Apple Charger. Take care. (laughs) Take care, Nation. Raider Shrank, proud made man, and currently looking for his first-ever BRT Sizzler Award. Nice job. Appreciate you, Raider Shank. That's a good start. That's a great start. a good start. Good start. All right. Now over to my little buddy to hear from one of the Mangai. This one's uh, from Daniel Mangus. He says, uh, Dear RFR, the autumn wind approaches. Soon summer will be over, and Raider football will return with cans of whoop-ass for all the haters. (laughs) Training camp was incredible, and ending it with a joint ass-whooping of the Patriots makes it even sweeter. I love the direction this team is going. If you can't uh, get to speed or injury prone, you will not play for this team. I think the happiest person to see Alex Leatherwood gone is our QB, even though he'll never say it in public. He got car killed last year. And, uh, he was the weakest link on that O-line. Oh, well, I hope the Bears know their O-line just went from, from bad to straight dog shit, LOL, losers. <laughs> anyway, congrats to the 53 men who made the team to become our 2023 Las Vegas Raiders. Q Hell's Bells. Hey, nice. He says, Good uh, job. P.S. Hey, Herbert, Mad Max is coming for you. Oh, nice. Hey, Bear. Hey, guys, <laughs> this is William Holcomb from the 530 NorCal. By the time you guys are reading this, the cuts would have been made and the rough draft of the final roster will be out, hopefully with a serviceable right tackle and Bowers and Masterson still on the roster. The level of disrespect to our team by the mainstream is beyond crazy, despite a few who are willing to acknowledge our talent level and opportunity to dominate this season. Do we have some weaknesses on the O-line? Yeah, but so do a lot of other teams in the league. Hell, that schmucks, a.k.a. the Bucks, have lost three offensive linemen and are still favorites with PFF to get to the Super Bowl. Jeez, give me a break, old man. Brady's probably rethinking coming out of retirement right now because all we know, he can't, but we all know he can't scramble and run and how bad he hates the pressure up the middle. 
Then there's the Queefs, led by Darling from Roseanne, who grew up, got a sex change, and decided to play football, and Andy Cuckoo Reed, and everyone else <laughs> singing their praises and actually implying that Kermit is going to be better without Tariq. Really? That level of delusion requires medical treatment. And let's not forget about the walking herbal essence commercial and the timeout king down in L.A. The way they've been talked about, we might as well not even play this season and just give them the trophy now. I mean, it's not like they've had a good roster before and done absolutely nothing with it or been hyped up to win the division before, then failed to even make the playoffs. I mean, I thought a QB couldn't be elite without a playoff win, or at least that's what I've been told. And last but not least, we got the donkeys. Let's ride! Hopefully everybody off a cliff so that I don't have to hear that stupid-ass <laughs> saying ever again. Let's not forget we swept them the past two seasons, and they finished last in the division last year. They're suddenly one of the best teams in the league. All of a sudden, that because they got an aging, out of shape QB that's in his that was in his prime was carried by an amazing defense and badass running game. So now he's going to take the new first time coach and that mediocre O line and running game to the Super Bowl. Oh, now that's interesting. Not to mention this elite defense that everyone is claiming they have that Carr has murdered for four years with weaponry not even close to what we have this year. But how is that possible for just an average QB? Hmm, guess it's a mystery. Raider Nation, I can't wait for this season. From from what I've seen so far this offseason, we have a pretty bright future. And I refuse to be negative about this team. I've been a fan for 30 years and have never have I been so excited for a season. So, in my eyes, I see every game as a win and no obvious losses. I think we can line up against anyone in the NFL. So, if you ask me, we're going 17-0 until proven otherwise. Thank you guys for your awesome show and all the true Raider fan content. There's definitely big things in the future for you guys and this show. Oh, yeah. I almost forgot. Raiders! Raiders! Oh, my gosh. Who was that? That was... Um, that was uh, William Holcomb. William Holcomb. Three in the NorCal. All right. So funny. So the walking herbal essence commercial, that Loved was it. money. And then my other favorite one was we asked last week for folks to come up with something to counter the let's ride. Yeah. And he goes, let's ride. Hopefully off a cliff. <laughs> that Love was it. amazing. Love it. That was amazing. Great job. All right. What do you got there, big boy? Got a, from the other uh, Mangus brother. He There's says, only one. <laughs> I'll explain later. You know, what's funny is that when we were in Alameda, right before you shipped off to the Navy, uh, the Mangus brothers, remember they came to meet us at Domenico's? Mm -hmm. And they showed up late. Conveniently late, because Masha's theory, there's only one of them. They mm -hmm. didn't want to be shown that catfish there's two. Catfish situation. Yeah, 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 catfish situation, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. So they say, uh, hello, RFR family. The 53-man roster is finalized for week one against the Chokers. This is uh, the only surprise for me was the trade of Trayvon Mullen. I thought he would be our starter opposite Yasin, but like they always say, the best ability is availability, and he's been hurt too many times to be counted on. There's also the cut of Leatherwood, to be honest, next to Parker. He is our worst offensive lineman and wasn't showing any signs of improvement. So despite the dead money, the front office cuts ties after not finding a trade partner. 
if it's one thing Ziggler shows with these new moves, we're looking to comp- uh, compete for a Super Bowl, not just make the playoffs. Let's go. Now, for my season predictions, I have the, the Raiders uh, finishing 12-5 overall and going 5-1 in the AFC West. That's good enough for the division ground, depending on the other team's performance. I expect this team to make a deep run in the playoffs and make a strong case for representing the AFC in Arizona. This team has the potential to be one of the greatest and uh, want to silence all the car haters, finally, as he finishes his eight-year odyssey and brings the Vince Lombardi to Vegas. Car wins his first MVP of the league. Adam smashes Kupo's records uh, set just last year, and he and Carr become the next great Raider duo. Come on, Raiders. I believe in you. Now go win my first championship. That's all for me. Stay patient. Raider Nation week one is almost here. Yours truly, Matthew Mangus. Hey, Matthew Mangus. Nice job, Matthew. Hello, everybody. Hope you're all well and ready to welcome another season of ups, downs, trials, and tribulations. So another preseason is confined to the history books. The the Patriots came to Vegas for a few days, got slapped around at training camp, and convincingly beaten in the game on Friday night that Murph was at. Did he mention that? Yeah, so I was in Vegas. Uh, I stayed at the Bellagio and went to... Yo, you went to Las Vegas? Yeah, I went to Las Vegas. And Did you go Vegas. last week? Yeah, it was last yeah, week. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. For once on a game day, though, the scoreboard wasn't the highlight for me. And no, I'm not going all Rich Basakia. I was seeing the Raiders alumni on the field at halftime. Sadly, the TV coverage didn't show as much as I would have liked. But seeing those guys on the field is always special. I noticed as they left the field, the bad to the bone by George Thorogood was playing over the tenor. Uh, just as kick him in the head, Ted Hendricks faced, <laughs> appeared on the screens in the stadium. Perfect timing and a perfect soundtrack for a group of legendary heroes. And what I wouldn't have given to, for one of those alumni polo shirts they were wearing. Yeah, that would have been cool. I thought the whole preseason was handled exceptionally well by the coaching staff. And not just because we went 4-0. It was vital that we gave our depth players their chance to shine. And apart from the early showing of Josh Jacobs in Game 1, we didn't see any main starters at all. Some have taken their chance really well, while others have regressed. But that's what we needed to see. We've been steadily improvement. We've shown steadily improvement in a short time for the majority of the players. And again, that's down to being given the opportunity and having a good coaching structure. So, well done to the coaching staff and their assistants. All in all, I think preseason deserves an 8.5, maybe even a 9 out of 10. The signs are good. Unlike years gone by when we've lived with the general feeling of dread going into the season because of numerous position weaknesses, this time it looks as if we've only got the O-line to be concerned with. A lot of the groups look very good. Running backs, receivers, tight ends, defensive end, linebackers, and the secondary all look competitive. We can just tighten the O-line with experience, then this season could be revelation. Now, the final preparations have to be made. And as I typed, the final 53-man roster has just been announced. As usual, there's a surprise or two. Leatherwood and Mullen being the obvious. Mo Moten called it perfectly about Mullen on Twitter. Rather than see it as a negative against Mullen, see it as a vote of confidence in Nate Hobbs. There we go. I agree. As for Leatherwood, back on episode 253, I made some predictions for the season. The main one being that Alex Leatherwood would be the player that would take the biggest step. Well, that went well, didn't it? I guess I'm right in one sense, but the giant step he took was backwards and out the door. During the commentary versus the Pats, Matt Millen said he thought Leatherwood 
while in the early stages of development, should be further along than he is now. I think we all saw him unraveling and watching him being hit against the Dolphins without raising his arms was awful. I think the kid drowned in expectation and pressure, so a change is good for all concerned. There are more changes to come over the next couple of weeks of that, I'm sure. I think Dave Ziegler has got something special up his sleeve for us. Trust the process, folks. These guys seem to know what they're doing. Almost, finally. It seems the Brady to the Raiders story has still got some breath in it. Well, I've got one more thing to say to you, little Tommy Tuck rule. Just imagine <laughs> if you had managed to achieve the high point of your career and move to God's own team, your inevitable Hall of Fame induction would have to wait until 2075 because that's the way things work for us. Now, go away, you wretched, smug little fart. <laughs> You wretched, <laughs> smug little fart. That's amazing. And finally, football is back, baby. Let's go. I can't wait for the boys to take L.A. a week on Sunday and start the journey to number four. Let's go, Raiders. Stay safe, RFR family. Love you, Raider Nation. His Lordship, the Royal Scribe, Paul Egerton, Shopshire, Mississippi, Polly Award winner 2019-2022, Foggy Glasses Award winner 2020, BRT Sizzler scorekeeper, proud made man, and international ambassador for RFR Radio. <laughs> that needs to be added, Paul. And five-time, 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 plus one, plus one, plus one, winner of the Raiders Fan Radio BRT Sizzler Award. Let's go. Paul. 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 Hello. Paul. Hello. Paul. 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 All right, appreciate you, Paul, and appreciate all the emailers. Man, sent us some great emails tonight. Uh, appreciate all of you, Raider Nation. And if you want to send us an email, you can send it at show at RaidersFanRadio.com. And let's jump into the voicemails. So we always kick off the voicemail segment with our, uh, our good friend Aaron, the Q-Dog Raider. He's the leader of the made men and the made women because uh, every crew needs a captain. And so we call him the Capo, and he always starts off this segment. Greetings, I'm American Sick Larry Marsh on the bar studying. So I on it says a big Raider truck. Mojo from the universe speaks. Ramon the Mean King. Swag Jeff. Wild Raider. Chuck Spider him a can. From the Unique Nation. Ron the Made Raider. Nation. You know, Nation. the biggest trade in the NFL offseason obviously was the acquisition of Devontae Adams from the Packers. Of course, we haven't seen Adams edition on the field yet. But we anticipate DA 17, you know, taking the Raiders to the next level offensively. Adams reunites with his college, you know, roommate, best friend, uh, Derek Carr, who is coming off the best season of his career in his prime, having led the Raiders to just their second playoff appearance slash loss since 2002, despite significant off-the-field distractions. And Chucky says he's a good guy. We believe him. Even though the pair is reunited and it <laughs> so good. DA17 wants to make it very, very clear that he's in the silver and black to win, baby. DA17 appeared on the Pivot Podcast with Ryan Clark, Fred Taylor, and Channing Crowder 
And he had this to say about Las Vegas in order, you know, for the team to make the Super Bowl. I'll read the transcribed, uh, I guess, um, quote via Victoria Hernandez of Yahoo Sports. DA17 said, you know, what's on my mind, I didn't even come here to be cute and hang out with Derek and all of that. Adam said Wednesday on the episode, I want to get that trophy at the end of the year. In eight years, I wasn't able to get one. But we had some really successful seasons and we did some things. I just think I just wasn't able to get it done. The reference, obviously, people got Adam's Packers days twisted. In eight seasons with the Packers, DA-17 made the playoffs six times, including four trips to the NFC Championship game. But he was never able to get over the hump. And it appeared that the Super Bowl was out of his reach, even though he played with the great Aaron Rodgers. Heading into a potential epic season, I want to gauge the apparent strengths and witnesses, weaknesses of the rest of the competition in the AFC West. Denver Broncos' strength. Not since the genetic freak Peyton Manning has, the Donkeys had the ability or the goal to claim quarterback as a strength on their roster, but they can ride again with the incredibly accurate Russell Wilson. Now, the Broncos' weakness, Denver's front seven, they look a lot different than, you know, since they traded off Vaughn Miller to one of them L.A. teams. And with the addition of Shelby Harris, you know, being a holdover, um, Bradley Chubb, the addition of Randy Gregory, um, it might help them, but the Broncos' pass rush remains a concern, ranking 17th in sacks last season. Kansas City Chiefs, their strength, the Chiefs have, you know, finished in the top ten in points, Seven of nine seasons since um, pork chop enthusiast Andy Reid was hired. And they've been among the elite ever since Patrick Mahomes has been at the helm. Now, there is you know, a little concern with the regression of said quarterback uh, with the loss of America's dad, yes, Tyree Kill. But the Chiefs have now a deeper crop of wide receivers across the board. And along with their future Hall of Fame tight end, Travis Kelsey, supposedly leading the way. We'll all see what transpires. Now, the Chiefs' weakness, now, besides simply existing in the meth capital of middle America, Kansas City, <laughs> the Chiefs struggled to generate much of a pass rush last season. Now, this is one of their weaknesses, and outside of, you know, interior defensive lineman Chris Jones, they really don't have much to speak for. Now, let's move on to the L.A. Superchargers. Now, their strength, the Chargers' pass game is already beginning to compete with the rival Chiefs in the AFC West. That pretty man, Justin Herbert, looks elite through two NFL seasons, and wide receivers Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are a terrific, you know, a terrific tandem. I'll give them their due. L.A.'s averaged over 280 passing yards per game last season in 2021. Now, the Chargers' weakness, the run defense, isn't necessarily a priority for the team, seeing as though they stress analytics and they go for pass rushers. The Chargers still need to improve in that area, however. They allowed, let me see, the third most rush yards in the league last year, and the former first-round pick, Kenneth Murray, has regressed. New England Patriots head coach and monotone all-star Bill Belichick <laughs> has been around a long time, and he's been, seen a lot of different teams' facilities. This is my favorite part of Aaron's call coming up. Collegiate ranks. But the Las Vegas Raiders facility stood out to him. The Patriots joined the Raiders last week before um, – getting their asses handed to him out there in Nevada. And Belichick was extremely impressed with what he saw in the Raiders HQ. Belichick said Monday, according to CBS News, I've been to a lot of good facilities and 
He and his team were only a few days, you know, out there in, you know, the fun and sun before they had to go back to their abysmal northeastern digs up there in New England. And they got their asses whipped in Friday night's preseason game. Now, silver linings. Let's give it up to our second, third, and fourth stringers as the not-ready-for-prime-time Raiders went 4-0 in the games that actually didn't count. The hit list. Enigma. Jabustus Leatherwood. Cornerback. Linebacker. Curtis Bolton. Cornerback. Ike Brown. Cornerback. Bryce Cosby. Safety. Quinterio Cole. Tight end. Cole. Fotheringham. Quarterback. Chase Garbers. Guard. Jordan Meredith. Tackle. Mamadili Olesene. Wide receiver. Dylan Stoner, great name, homie. Defensive end, Myers. <laughs> Tango Violola, Amosa. Defensive end, Zach. Van Valkenberg, running back, Austin Walker. Wide receiver, Isaiah Zuba. Wide receiver, Keelan Cole, Go Big Blue. Offensive lineman, Rodas Rasu. Safety, Matthias Farley. Cornerback, Darius Phillips. Defensive tackle, Kyle Pecco. Tight end, Nick Bowers. Wide receiver, Justin Hall. Defensive tackle, Kyle, Tyler Lancaster, linebacker, Tay Davis. And finally, tackle, Brandon Parker. Jackson Mahomes, Roger Goodell, Daniel Snyder, Jim Rohn, Mike Wilbon, and this a-hole from KSI, punk-ass Jason Whitlock forever, and Ooh. Kansas City, an insurrectionist. Oh, let's ride, jackasses. Rope. Oh, nice. there he is. They're in the Q-Dog Raider. Love it, man. Aaron, you brought it this week. Aaron brings it every week, but, man, that was uh, was one of his uh, – He's bringing it in the chat, too. He's saying – Is he lighting it up? He's well, saying he's, – He's saying I'm lighting it up. Oh, you're yeah? He said that I'm picking out season stems over here. Uh, oh, Emiliano, yeah, 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 yeah. Emiliano in, the, in, our, in our group chat, is, he says the, the glassy eyes of swag gets me every time. No, I, I, that, that was my <laughs> camera. <laughs> He, uh, uh, Aaron sang and yes. did an my impression. Gosh. He did everything. He, he went with a double bubble on oh that Oh, my one. God. His Bill Belichick is top-notch. It was so funny. And, uh, yeah, so I was on the hit list there. He mentioned Kyle Pecco. When we did the, the, the roster spot, I thought Pecco kind of played pretty decent on the interior, and he was a big signing. Well, not big signing, but he was a signing for the Titans. Sure. I thought it was, it was a surprising cut uh, for me on that one. But, anyway, so appreciate you. Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, as always, and look forward to seeing you uh, here in Nashville in what? Three, four weeks? Four weeks. Three, four weeks. Three, yeah. four weeks. All right. Yep. Yeah, here we go. We're, we're, uh, we're right at it. All right, let's get into the rest of these voicemails. Uh, so to start off is, uh, is our buddy Captain Jack. Now, Mosh, I'm not going to oh. use Captain Jack's call as a way to, to you know, to launch into, you know, an offensive about, you know, folks of a certain season in life. But you have a challenge around technology at times. And so does Captain Jack. What the f- is this shit? This is Captain Jack. I'm trying to send a friggin' donation, and it won't go through, and I'm driving. You're not supposed to text and drive, and I'm fucking trying to get this donation to you. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm pissed, but I am upset that I can't be there with you. But we'll see you out in Tennessee. It's great hanging out with Raider Nation. What the fuck is this shit on a Tuesday night? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm on my way home, and I'm drenched because that's Florida. 
Take care, everybody. This is Captain Jackson. Yeah! <laughs> That's literally <laughs> Uncle Moxman. His computer doesn't work before every episode of RFR. Like, Are you fuckers? <laughs> <laughs> It's, it, 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 you can't see it, but I have a black screen. Oh, my I, I, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love it. Uncle Moss, the technology. So and, you, and, 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 and I'm with him on the Tuesday night. What is this shit on a Tuesday night? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, yes, yeah, so you, you and Captain Jack can hang out and try to make the email work on your iPhones when we get together next. Uh-huh, that's real funny. <laughs> T.E. Hit the crickets. Here we go. <laughs> All right, next up. So I, I listen. So this guy was in our chat not that long ago, and, and it was great to see him in the chat. He used to be a very frequent caller to the show, and I was like, "Hey, man!" I'm like, "Call the show again. We'd love to hear from you." Well, he honored the request, and let's check in with our good buddy out there in Jersey. So good to hear from him. He is Rev Raider. What's going on, Murph? Uncle Mike. Nice. Young Swaggo. What up to the nation? It's Rev Raider, caller from Jersey. Been a while, you know. I've been out here grinding, trying to do some things, build my own personal dynasty, if you know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, man, I just wanted to get on with all these cuts going on to talk my bullvine excrement as usual. <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, so looking at this new regime, you know, I, I'm just looking at it like, you know, they got an attitude of basically, excuse my French, but your feelings and <laughs> what y'all thought you know <laughs> with these cuts man you figure a lot of people a lot of talk was going around saying that we're not gonna cut alex leatherwood and stuff like that he's he's too much money on on the cap hit and stuff oh that's what y'all thought gone you know same thing with trayvon mullen you know uh man this guy is one of our best corners he's got so much talent and stuff but your best avail- your best ability is availability, right? You know, he's always hurt. So, thought we was going to keep him? Gone, you know. And at the, to a certain extent, I respect it, you know. I'm, I'm still being cautiously optimistic on what they're bringing to the table. And they just seem like they're doing the daggone thing, you know, making their own moves. And they're not worried about what everybody else is thinking, you know. Could be good, could be bad. But in the meantime, I'm just sitting, watching, observing, hoping for the best, you know. But um, hopefully, we just gonna we we're gonna have a good season, you know. I'm, I'm like, you know, I'm always gonna be excited about our squad, and we just gotta go out there and knock somebody's head off, and the defense go. gotta do the same thing. Let's go. You know? That's what I want. I know our de- our offense is definitely going to be popping, you know. But the same reason we had to get rid of Alex Leatherwood, he had to go. Why? Because we needed somebody to protect D.C. You know, we can't have a great offense if we're not protecting them. But I'm, I got more of my eye on the defense, and I'm excited about what they can do. You know, hopefully it all pans out, you know. But, uh. That's all I got, man. I just wanted to call up, say I miss y'all guys. You know, I'm still listening to you, still in the chats, you know, but I'm driving, so I'm not really typing, you know. But uh, love you. Peace. All right. Nice. Good to hear from you, buddy. Let's go. We love you too, man. We've missed you. 
And uh, so good to hear you back on Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, yeah, don't don't uh, don't text and drive. Don't do any. Yeah, that you'll kind end of stuff. up like me and Captain Jack. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. So next up, let's check in with our buddy uh, up there in, in Alaska. He calls himself the northernmost Raider fan. And not only is he in, he in Alaska, he's in northern Alaska, Tristan. So he basically he's like you know protecting us. So we got Paul protecting us on 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 one side, and then we've got uh, of course uh, Kill Janus up there uh, on the on the, on the Russian border. Uh, so let's check in with our good buddy, uh, not only Kill Jadis, but his friend <coughs> Raider Macho Savage. Undefeated in the preseason, first time in franchise history, and it'll be no mystery on how we'll do in the season. Play Florida and win in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. I hate to bust the bubble. But there have been plenty of teams that have went undefeated in the preseason and have ended up having a horrible losing season. Oh, come on. Why can't you just be happy for us? Because it's the preseason. Not cool, Giljitas. Just saying. Look at some of the teams in the past. The 2008 Detroit Lions. 4-0 in the preseason, ended up going 0-16. The Lions, that was in the past, though. It's 2008. It's the Lions. Well, guess what? The 2017 Cleveland Browns also went 4-0 in the preseason, also went 0-16. That's the Browns. They're the factory, the sadness. <laughs> and it's difficult for them. This is the Raiders we're talking about. The Raiders. We are different teams compared to them. Uh-huh. Well, in the past 10 years since recorded in 2020, teams that have gone undefeated in the preseason average around 7.8 wins and only 34% chance of making it to the playoffs. Well, what's your point, though? We're different. We're the Raiders. The amount of touchdown passes that Carr is going to be having is a block of the sun. Our defense is suffocating. Our special teams are going to be legendary. Well, I'm just saying this. That though it is nice that we went undefeated in the preseason. Granted, it is nice. It should not be a celebration. You know what should be a celebration, though, and what we should be celebrating? Besides, Leatherwood being released? Yeah, something more than that. <laughs> well, what? To prove those statistics wrong as we go more than eight wins and go to the playoffs? Yeah. And win the Super Bowl? Yeah. And go 24 0? Yeah. No. Oh, come on. Your hype was about the show. You'll have to wait another week for that. Ugh. The waiting is killing me, though. You want some, Jim? Yeah. I'll have a Jim. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there he is. There's our buddy, oh Kill Janus. The northernmost Raider fan. All right, so... Uh, Tristan, you were stationed in uh, in the southern part of Spain, in Rota, right? Which is not far from the Canary Islands, which is off the Moroccan coast, yeah? Yep. So to go from, and I don't know where in northern Alaska Kiljadis is. I think like the northernmost like big city is what, like Fairbanks? Mm-hmm. So Fairbanks, Alaska to the Canary Islands, where our next caller is coming in from, is an 18-hour flight. Unbelievable! Like long, it's such a long ways. Like it's so cool. I love how how diverse our listening audience is, and 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 how scattered all over the globe they are. It's so cool. So let's check in with our buddy. He's the Italian born, but he calls himself Raider born. So let's uh, let's turn on the lights, light some candles, a little aromatherapy if you've got it, and check in with our good buddy Raider born Rico. 
Hey guys, Rhythm Rico here. So another game, another win. And uh, I don't know if uh, Murph will play the message uh, um, I sent last week. I forgot you were going to the game and you were on a, on a Tuesday, so I sent it on a Wednesday. Uh, but hey, um, again, we correct another liability. And one of our liability in the, in the past few years was the fact that we couldn't take all the guys. We saw people that we never heard again their name breaking records against us. Where, well, it won't happen this time because um, we can finally take all the guys. We stopped the run when it was the right time. We didn't let them carry too many yards after the catch and that's why we won the game we hold them on two field goals and hey guys they were the patriots that was a chess game but we were able to cover better as a matter of fact we got two interception we got more sacks than them four sacks against two i think and uh, again better and better we saw uh, like we have uh, we we had four flags against the vikings we had two flags against the Dolphins and now we have only one flag against five of the Patriots they normally are the most disciplined team and we were able to be the best in that case so kudos to the coaching staff again and uh, kudos to all those young guys and uh, uh, guys that are trying to make the roster uh, uh, listen you, you great effort I don't know who's going to make the roster but it didn't really matter you were great and especially uh, I want to congratulate Jarrett Steedham and Chase Gerbers the two quarterbacks uh, Keelan Cole my man Tyron Johnson in the backfield Zamir White Zeus Britton Brown and my man Stone Cole Austin Walter I really hope oh, you're going to make the nice. roster nice to anybody who's not who, who's going to who's not going to make the roster Goodbye, see you, it was a pleasure, and to everybody who's going to make the roster, welcome to the nation, baby. With all that say, I love you all from the bottom of my heart, and I'm out. Ah, oh, there he is, Raider Born Rico, nice. man, we love you too, buddy. Awesome, man. Unreal. Uh, so tonight, <laughs> I, the, the chat, the chat was unbelievable during Rico. For those of you that are on the, uh, for those of you that are on the podcast, you don't get, you don't get the responses that we get the, I mean, the, the four of us can have a, have a good time laughing at, at, you know, the stuff that comes across, but some of the things that were said in the chat, I, I probably shouldn't repeat. Uh, <laughs> Grace know, says, baby, get off the cruise control and hit that pedal. Yeah. That's Jeez. Somebody said the wife just put on Luther Vandross on the radio. Oh uh, somebody, people were talking about. Uh, uh, Kill Jadis said, uh, "Well, I, I wonder if my coworkers are going to think I'm weird because I took my clothes off." Uh, oh my god! About Ron the Mater says Barry White listens to Rico when he wants to set the mood. <laughs> no kidding, <laughs> Rico, you're the best, uh, man. So good. So, so tonight good. we uh, tonight we opened up our emails. Uh, Daniel Magus said it's time we are opening up a can of whoop ass. Raider Shank. Uh, he, he he wants a sizzle real bad. Hang in there, Raiders. Shank, give us a call sometime. We want to hear your 15-year-old little self on the phone. William Holcomb, Walking Herbal Essence commercial. And let's ride oh, off a cliff. Good stuff. Matthew Mangus, me. He, or I was reading Tristan's note. Matthew <laughs> Mangus. <laughs> he said, basically, he said, go win. Paul. Uh, 
a wretched, smug little fart. I love that line. Yeah. Uh, Capo. Capo, you killed me. Uh, you were kind of making a slam on 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 coach uh, uh, for the for the uh, the man. I'm having a I'm having a hard time right now. It's okay. Oops. Because I didn't I, even have my mic on. I'm trying I to talk. I took a go. little exception to uh, to Andy Reid's slam. Uh, he talked about Andy Reid being a pork chop enthusiast. Well, you know what? So Fact. am I. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Jack, you hate technology. So do I, brother. <laughs> Rev, so good to hear from oh, him. Basically, so cool. he said, F your feelings. Uh, talking about the cuts. And, of course, Kill Jadis was in there. Uh, I loved it when he referred to Cleveland as the factory of sadness. And then he and, he and, uh, he and Macho shared a Slim Jim. Uh, Rico basically said, you know, adios, folks. Those of you who didn't make it, uh, we'll see you down the road. So uh, we're sorry about that, that you don't get to play with us anymore. But tonight's BRT Sizzler does not go to a caller. It goes to an email. William Holcomb hey, for his William. walking Herbal Essence commercial. Let's ride off a cliff. I am the Sizzler. Nice job, William Holcomb. Sizzler. 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 All right, we appreciate William Holcomb and all of the great emails and phone calls we have gotten tonight. All right, so we have I'm run. I'm sorry. You sure. Oh, I jumped the gun. We are Metallica, and we are here for your Oakland Raiders. You know why we are here, and we ain't playing around today. From the Walking Dead to errant Jedi Knights, are you driving? Raiders fans are a rogues gallery. Go around. Ah, 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 Come over here, behind me. Ah, 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 I'll see you, Leatherwood, wood, 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 wood. I got nothing. Okay, now I, <laughs> okay, now we can appreciate the emailers and the phone callers. We yes. appreciate you so very, very much and all the amazing uh, messages that you left us this week. We appreciate you. Uh, we're running along tonight, so I'm going to shut up quick. Let's get to giving away this Devontae. Oh, do we have time for any last-second <laughs> entries, Jeff? Or no, are we done? The, the entries have closed. Okay. Uh, if, you, if you give anything else, we appreciate those donations, but no more poker chips. Okay, no more so poker we've, chips. So we've had a lot of money come in tonight. Uh, so bring that, bring that over here. I'm going to start throwing in, and I'm going to save, like I always do, I'm going to save the big boys for last. Sure. Yeah. We'll yeah. put those in last. So uh, so kill Jadis, uh, one chip gang, $10 donation. Uh, Tyrone Graves, a $20 donation. Ebony Graves, a $60 donation. Uh, Pineapple, a $50 donation. Titerator, $20 donation. Chronicles of the Black Hole, $20 donation. Daniel Mangus, a $20 donation. Uh, Aaron the Q-Dog Raider, a uh, a $20 donation. Um, Kevin the Raider Nerd, a $50 donation. Duke City Raider, $10 donation. John Ogle, $20 donation. Greg, $20 donation. Ron, $20 donation. Uh, let's see. Trinidad, $20 donation. Raider Classics, $10 donation. Uh, Raider Den, $40 donation. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tyler Smith, a $50 donation. Uh, Big Raider Trucker, $50 donation. Uh, Wasted Talent, $10 donation. Michelle Sweat, $50 donation. Uh, Ryan Matheson, $50 donation. 
Big Easy, $10 donation. Lencho, a $10 donation. Wow. Yeah, and now uh, and now the big boys. Uh, so with a uh, $90 donation tonight, Mike Nezer. Wow. In Canadian, that's $8,000. Yeah, $8, it's a cabillion dollars for sure. Uh, so Big Bass Raider, $150 donation. Wow. And the leader in the clubhouse tonight with $330 donation, Fabricator Gill. Let's go, Gil. Yeah, oh man, for God. sure. Up, All right, here we go. Let's mix in them up. Let's go to Masha's mix camera. Them so slide in there. Slide in here. I'll, I'll move the camera. There you go, Tristan. Get in there. Get in there with Mosh. So Tristan's hold on, hold Tristan's on. gonna I, be I, our. I dropped one oh, of Fabricator so. Gill's chips. Tristan's gonna be our guest picker tonight. I'm gonna stick my hand in there and get them all mixed up so that the ones on the top are now on the bottom. The ones on the bottom are now on the top. The ones in the middle, we're not sure where the hell they went. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Old Zeke's are trying to attack the chips. Zeke loves chips. All right. What are, we, are we drawing for the big shirt first? And then Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're going right out of the gate. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Trist. Stick your hand in there. Get go deep. Go go middle. Go. Keep top. it on camera the whole time. Wherever Keep it held you up. Wanna go. And then okay, get out and, one. Don't, and don't reveal don't, it yet. Okay, don't reveal it. it. Hold, hold it. it. Let me see. Okay. Hold it. Put it in your hand. And then turn it so that you can see it. This side, that one's blank. Yeah, you want to put that right in front All of the All right, camera. is it higher or lower than 12? Lower. Okay. Ready? And the winner of the Devontae Adams jersey, number 10. Hey, Fabricator Gill. He set a new record for a one-time drop, right? With three hundred bucks, and he's and he set a donation or a donation record in total. I don't think anyone has ever given over three hundred bucks in one show. Wow! Unbelievable! Yeah, unbelievable! Yeah. All right, let's draw one more. So let, we're going to give away some uh, some t-shirts. Yeah, we're going to give away some t-shirts. All right, uh, so amazing, Fabricator Gill, and we want to honor all the. Let's do two. Let's do two. two. Anybody not Gill? Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, go ahead. Give me two more. Okay, two right push there? in the bucket. Yep, yep. There you go. So that's a good one. Okay, that's yep. not Gil. Okay, that's not. <laughs> Let's get on the audio podcast. We got to dig through Gil's chips. <laughs> All right. Okay, here we go. Next up, we got under ten and over okay. ten. We got one of each. Okay. We'll reveal at the same time, Trish. One. Two, three. Number seven and number 16. Number seven is Chronicles of the Black hey, Hole. Daniel. And number 16 is Big Bass Raider. Yeah. Yeah. You guys all, uh, so anybody that, that won tonight, make sure you send us your address. Please. Send us so an address we, and a shirt size, and we will get we'll, a Raiders fan radio t-shirt out to you. Awesome. Absolutely. Awesome. Absolutely. Great job there. And so appreciate you. Swag, do we have a total for tonight? Yes, we do. Do the total new, for tonight. Do we have is, a new record? No, we do not have a new record. Okay, but, okay. but you know what? But but we 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 kind of skirted up against it right there. We just, okay. We, we, got okay. Little, we got we got a bit close right okay, there. Right. So th this is our second highest night. Oh my god! Second oh highest god. night. Oh so so the total for the night for the One Nation Foundation is one thousand two hundred and ten dollars. Don't play the fat of the week. I hit a button. <laughs> Don't hit I was that too busy button. clubbing to do that again. Don't hit Cheers, that guys. button. 
Oh my gosh! Yes. Thank you so much. Thank One thousand two hundred ten dollars. Unbelievable, man! That's so amazing. Thank you, Raider Nation. We one hundred percent of that money goes to the One Nation Foundation. We're gonna donate a check to the Belinda Cost at the end of the year on your behalf. I cannot appreciate you enough. Thank you so much for all your kindness and your generosity. Thank you, Tristan Murphy, for yeah. being here. Thank you for your service, son. We love you so very, very much and appreciate you joining us here tonight, Raiders Fan Radio. You got any words to anybody on your way out? Just want to say uh, thank y'all. Thank you for having me on the show. And uh, y'all have a good rest of your night. Oh, man, we love you, man. Thank you so very, very much. Swag Jeff, take us on out. Absolutely. And thanks to everyone in the chat. Uh, Raider Classics, Michelle Sweat, Big Easy, Paul, Fabricator Gill, that vegan Raider's in there. Uh, and that's actually the name. I didn't just call him that vegan Raider. Ron the Mater Raider, Ebony Graves, uh, Raider Gears and Threads is in there. Big Bass Raider, Big Easy, Full Metal Mexican, B Al, Kill Jadis, uh, Big Raider Trucker. Thanks for everyone for tuning in. Uh, Uncle Mosh, take us home. Man, what a night, what a night. Gave away a great shirt, raised some money. Thanks tonight, everybody, for listening. For my buddy Murph over there, my namesake Tristan over there. For my little buddy Swaggy J, you got your old Uncle Mosh, and you've been listening to Raiders Fan Radio, where we take a lighter side journey into the dark side. Like Coach Madden used to say, don't worry about the horse being blind, just load the wagon. What happens in Vegas started in Oakland. And this one's for you, Tristan. This comes from our buddy Mojo, lifelong Navy fellas. Adios, malingerers. Good night, everybody. Stay safe. Wear your seatbelts. God bless. Don't drink and drive. And Jack, don't text and drive, you jackass. Are you fuckers? (laughs) Good night, everybody. God bless. Goodbye.